0: Alright, and we are recording. This is podcast number two for the podcast that I named and your host Nick, which is still in the works.
1: Uh, it's actually my podcast.
0: It's not Chris's <laughs> podcast.
1: We've been over this last time I was here, which was uh, last Thursday. Yeah, this call me podcast. when you own the equipment.
0: Oh. Uh, Douche canoe.
1: Thanks. This podcast also brought to you by Mitch uh, Rum. Just kidding, we're not sponsored yet, but if you give us a sponsor. Oh, it's rum? I said rum, it's whiskey. <laughs> it's whiskey. I was like, it doesn't taste like rum. <laughs> we're just really bad with alcohol, actually. What's it called? Michters? It's pretty good. Honestly, yeah, and it's only 44, but I noticed all when I was there, they had four bottles okay. available, and like it was their American whiskey, a bourbon, a straight rye, and a sour mash, and they were all 44.
0: I was like, oh. So if Make it easy to get in the game, huh? Looking for bourbon, give Michters small batch bourbon a try. It's pretty good, Holmes.
1: Yeah. No sponsorship here.
0: No sponsorship here yet.
1: Okay. So update real quick. This is actually pretty interesting. I heard this on the way over last time, last week I was on Thursday and it was all the stock market nonsense was happening. Mm -hmm. So we thought like over the weekend, you know, perhaps that it was going to blow up or we didn't know, or that these guys were going to hold on until it reached 10,000 or whatever. And then they were going to sell off and fuck all these guys. Incorrect. We had incorrect information. I mean, we did disclaim that and like it wasn't like we were sitting there pretending we knew everything. But
0: and it's not redacted from the last podcast. So if you listen to the first podcast, you're gonna get false info. Semi false info. Inaccurate info.
1: So we were like, when does it end? Where does it go? And we're like, I don't fucking know. You know, like until they reach the fucking moon, apparently. No. The short contracts from the hedge funds had to be sold back at four o'clock on Friday. Before the market closed Friday. Oh, shit. So, what happened? So, whatever they sold for at 4 o'clock on Friday is how much they lost. Which I think was like $17 billion. Jesus. So, but we were wondering. We are like, we got into this week and we're like, what the fuck? What, like, what's happened? Like, why has it all gone to crypto, this uh, Dogecoin and this fucking silver? Like, they've been pumping silver and it was because... Those short contracts on AMC or sorry on uh, uh, GameStop were up on Friday at four. Oh, and so they had to sell back at Friday at four. So whatever they sold back for is what they lost, which is quite a bit. But they were never going to make it for ten thousand. So there's a bunch of people who kind of like had misinformation, right? A bunch of that floating around, especially when you have millions of people trying to get involved with the story. Right, makes sense. But that's what happened. So they, I think it sold at like three eighty or something. Friday is what it closed at, and since it's been going down like today, it was like phew, fucking eighty this morning when I happened to look. I was like, "Dang, it's really dropped off." Um, like, what's going on? Oh, right now it's at fifty three fifty. Right, so it's just, right. just plummeting. Everybody out it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can look at that fucking graph. And it was because <laughs> it was be because they their short contracts are up. So everybody who knew anything about it was done. But a lot of people didn't know when the short contract date had to be sold back. And so, they didn't realize that come Monday, like, Dave four, you know, he said he was out at, like, $700,000 down, and it was like, yeah, bro, it was never going to go back up because Friday was the the kicker, you know? Whatever it was on Friday night, game over. Right. For that one. But now they realize they can manipulate the stock market, so it's kind of interesting in that regard because there's tons of people that are like, let's get this uh, meme cryptocurrency to 10 cents, you know? Or, like, right. get fucking silver up right, a ton of points, like, there's... I'm with it, still. I still like the idea, but I guess, yeah, we didn't have all pieces of the information.
0: Right. And my thoughts were, I don't... What we were talking about was, you know, how long can the people, the retail investors hold on for?
1: We said potentially forever. Potentially
0: forever, but I mean, still, eventually, inevitably, you're going to have that crash. And I think it's better that it's going down now than it all happening that once where everybody pulls out to just fuck them. Right. Because that would just, I think that would be devastating to more than just sticking it to the hedge, hedge fund guys. Oh,
1: it absolutely would have. Like, uh, my brother was saying, he's like, dude, do you have any idea how many hedge funds like control companies 401ks? And I was like, oh, that would be bad. Yeah, I mean, there's a I lot. I don't
0: like those guys, but damn, like, they got some good collateral there. Right. I mean, it's just, the consequences spread so much more vast than i think people noticed other than just trying to focus on the goal of fucking the system. Right. Which again, i'm not i think it's good that it happened. I I was all for it, but again, i think it's not something that was sustainable for a long period of time without really bad repercussions.
1: Yeah, it could have been real bad. Cuz they were talking like i said, you know, there's a ton of people on there. It was like 10,000. We're getting to 10,000. That's almost a trillion dollars you're paying out. Mm-hmm. Nobody's got a trillion dollars. It's so probably better that they sold at 350, they lost thirteen billion. These guys go out of business, and everybody realizes now that they have financial democracy.
0: Right, let's put it this way. It was enough to teach a lesson but without <laughs> fucking everybody else that <clears throat> inevitably would have been fucked by association, right? Why wasn't that shit all over the internet, though? Why wasn't it like, hey, yo, we got to pump this motherfucker by
1: Friday at 4? That's it. Friday after 4, sell. I'm assuming- Monday, Come
0: Monday morning, sell. I'm assuming not as many people knew it like us. Yeah, we didn't, but why wasn't that more out there? You know what I mean? It wasn't like it's- I don't think anyone kept that in mind. I certainly wouldn't have kept that in mind. When mm. you have one goal in mind and they're dead set on doing one thing, I was I would assume anyway that they would not have thought about You're telling me you don't put deadlines on goals. Right, yeah. Like, well, you do, but that was a very short term goal that I don't think <laughs> hey, could have been well hey, established.
1: Ten, ten grand by uh Friday at four. We mm-hmm. gotta get it there. It's like it's at uh two hundred and eighty <laughs> Friday morning or something, yeah. you know, when they open back up for trading? <laughs> right. <clears throat> it's like, but I do think, yeah, people learn something from it. I'm curious to see, like I was talking about this with a couple of people's like financial democracy, right? Did we talk about it? I talked about the Ramon and...
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about it a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's decide, hey, we're done with Halliburton next week, you know? We short squeeze them.
0: Right. Right. Put
1: them out of business and then take all that money we just made and throw it into fucking, I don't know, solar. Right. It's like an easy answer, but it's not really it'd be a lot more complicated but yeah, like potentially that could happen right we mm-hmm. can we know now that with access to all these retail trading desks it's like oh shit man we can we got a lot more power than we ever yeah a lot did. more
0: they have a lot more push than i think anybody anticipated help even they anticipated oh I, wall street bets yeah I, yeah i mean i doubt that maybe he did maybe he had fully anticipated on that going um as it, long as it, it did, did, it did or on. with as much implications as it did and but I don't know. I, I, I don't think really anybody saw that going long-term. I hoped for it. I know you did. <laughs> There's <laughs> okay. a lot of good memes for it. Um. But, yeah, I mean, it all seemed good and fine until you kind of look at the repercussions that are possible. If it were to go up to 10000 and they have to pay out almost a trillion dollars, it's like, well, this affects a lot more than just hedge mm-hmm. funds. It affects – Average workers who are planning on retiring at 65. Right. It's the
1: collapse of uh, uh, Social Security, maybe, even? Well, yet, yeah.
0: I mean, it's already kind of collapsing.
1: Right. It might be the... Final cut, sh- yeah. You know. Uh, whatever. So you published our uh, first podcast today.
0: I did. Last night, actually.
1: Yeah. How do you feel about it? Have you listened to it all the way through?
0: Yeah. Well, I listened to it all the way through before I uploaded it, and then... It sounded like shit, so I edited it into the mono track and then re-uploaded it. And I think, I'm not sure on the RSS feed if it automatically fed that into Spotify saying, okay, we switched this one out, but I imagine it did because from what I read, once I have the RSS feed and I'm constantly uploading podcasts, it automat- automatically Adjust. uploads it to Spotify. Do you have
1: to upload like another one and then it'll go in? What do you mean? Like like once you upload this episode, say, well, then it kind of refreshed. Like it's not always checking back to the RSS. Spotify isn't always checking to the RSS. Is it Spotify only checks to the RSS when you upload something? I don't know. I'm just curious.
0: Um, it's whenever I replace that episode. So. Oh, okay.
1: So it just sends a cue and
0: it comes yep. back in. Okay. Yeah, I think. Ideally. It took me a little bit to figure that out last night, but I mean, I'm paying. I decided to bite the bullet and pay eight ninety nine a month for my RSS feed. Is that Who is that through? It's called RSS. Oh, it is. Yeah. What does that stand for? Uh, I forget.
1: And RSS allows you to upload to like Spotify, Apple Music, mm-hmm. or whatever.
0: Yep, and it gives me my own like domain URL. Oh,
1: that's weird. Who the fuck figured that shit out?
0: I don't know, but I mean, I, up until last night, I didn't know how to upload shit to Spotify or iTunes or anything like that. So.
1: Are you just on? Are we just on Spotify
0: right now? Right now, yeah. But Pat Schneid listens to. Shut up, Pat Schneid uh, <laughs> listens to. Apple Podcasts, so I'll try and upload it to them as well. So what'd you think?
1: Oh. <laughs> That's just... That's awesome.
0: Grotesque. <laughs> I, can see, I can see the sound waves on that. <laughs> on the feedback. Quite a, quite, a, quite a bit of decibels on that one. Um, <laughs> we will we can just mic your ass. Because like, you can yeah, fart on command. Get, get a fart mic, away. yeah. Well, I was thinking, Pat and I were talking about this before I left because I told him we were recording tonight. He was like, if I come on, can we get a fart mic? I was like, well, I only have two mics. so You're going to have to use your mouth mic and your fart mic as dual purpose until I get a separate fart mic. That might require some financing. We'll have to see dividends coming back from the podcast before I invest in that. <laughs> Just an individual fart mic? Yeah, well, that's what they have on your mom's house. A fart mic? They used to anyway. That's gross and hilarious. It's probably had to get rid of it for COVID reasons. Yeah, Or pink eye reasons. <laughs> <laughs> It's La Quinta's business. The bit. freaking producer is going in there to adjust <laughs> yeah. the mics and he calls in the next day because he has pink eye.
1: <laughs> oh, that, that'd be awesome. That'd be so
0: funny. What a funny story. So, what do um, you think of it, though? Like,
1: because we were like texting about it, but I mean, you were driving around, I was driving around, so like, what, like, what are your actual thoughts? How do you feel about it?
0: Like, um, it was good. I mean, there's still, again, there's not much rhythm or flow that I've dialed in on off of one podcast. No and, way. <laughs> obviously and so I mean for me we obviously we touched on a bunch of different subjects which was kind of the point and I think that's still gonna be the goal is to just go everywhere and kind of pick everybody's brands on different things for the time being I I'd still like to I mean I'm, I'm still throwing around the idea of if I want to find a specific lane you know like
1: like if you want to be like a, a niche like insurance or right and I'll have this industry service right and I'll have shit. a
0: specific insurance podcast once that gets up and running but um, I think for the time being, it'll just be open for them. Speak whatever you want to speak your mind about. And if we find something that we gravitate towards when we're talking, depending on who I'm talking to, then sure, we'll just run it. Then. Yeah. But until then, I think it's fine as it is. It's, you know, normal conversation. It doesn't feel forced. There's no script. Um,
1: this is scripted. He's lying.
0: Well, I have a notepad next to me, but it's no, no. we're getting paid talking. We're I guess. getting paid
1: by the, the deep state. The deep state yeah shout out QAnon we're trying to tell you something <laughs> if you find our podcast this takes off <laughs> with uh, QAnon what I said this just happens to take off with the QAnon and I then know. all of a sudden people are like who are these <laughs> <laughs> they're subverting the deep state no I thought it was cool I thought it was cool to listen to our voices uh I mean you probably have voice fatigue you said it but like I always thought my voice sounded like shit, and I didn't actually hate it when I heard it on a, a good mic in a podcast form.
0: Right, yeah, and no, then it sounded a lot better than I had thought because when initially, like that first part of it, I was recording with the mics and not the preamp.
1: Oh, that first ten seconds, or yeah. Whatever. And so it's like all loud yeah, and fuzzy yeah, yeah. in the
0: background. So I was really worried, but then it—I I had switched it. And and it almost it sounds
1: fine. like an intro. Like you could do that for every episode.
0: Yeah, like where it's like su- super loud, so that way if you're playing your stereo really loud, it just deafens you. Yeah, yeah maybe it
1: blows your speakers. Yeah, it's cool. I don't think they could sue you for that. It's oh. just bad speakers. They mm-hmm. have to
0: take that up with the speaker company.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought it was cool though, and I I sent it to how many people did you send it to? <laughs> I sent it to Pat. I sent it to I sent Taylor. It to Ramone, and I sent
0: it to Ian and Dylan Stewart. I think Pat Schneid is going to listen to it. I have to send him the RSS website.
1: Oh, you're just gonna send him the direct feed. Yeah,
0: until I can upload it to iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts. I mean, right? Because he doesn't have Spotify. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I liked it. I liked where the conversations went. It was, you know, just typical conversation
1: for us for sure. But yeah do you do you have like any goals you want? Like to like. All right, sorry. Obviously, you said you had goals for, it, but like, are you looking for? What skills are you looking to develop to improve your podcast for the future, right? Like, obviously, you're speaking with your best friend here, so it's going to be easy for us to have a conversation at any point. Right. But, like, when you're having regular guests, like, what do you worry about there? Or, like, having so if people you don't know as if, well. Yeah, about. if I were to
0: have someone that I didn't know on the podcast, I'd like to get better at asking questions, asking the right questions, not just typical interview questions, you know? like How did you find this job? Yeah, like, Oh, so you're a chef. That's pretty cool. What's that like? You know, <laughs> just asking stupid questions open-ended questions like but unless that. you just do that to them always and that's your bit. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> just so you like cats huh how's that <laughs> just a total dick to them <laughs> just to be an ignorant it's dick like the between entire... two ferns yeah, yeah exactly like... exactly <laughs> that'd be so that'd be kind of funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it says here in your application for my podcast that you spent two years in the military was it like being a bitch
0: for uncle sam <laughs> <laughs> how many people did you kill let's just Come out with it. Come on, <laughs> don't be
1: shy. I was a medic. So how many operations did you botch? <laughs> yeah. How many people couldn't you save? Finger quotes. <laughs> they saw too much. Shout out QAnon again.
0: <laughs> Shout out QAnon again.
1: <laughs> okay, that'd be kind of good for a bit, but mm. I don't. Do you? I don't think you want the podcast to be bit oriented, though, right? No, because you then you're the
0: you're stuck with coming up with those. I mean, I feel like a bit gets old, you know.
1: Right, it's played out.
0: Right. I mean, like, a bit works for a finite amount of time before it loses its novelty, and you're just like, eh, okay, this was funny, but now... I mean, like, Between Two Ferns, obviously, it's... Yeah, but he... He makes he, it work. But he hasn't
1: done it for that long. No, it? he
0: hasn't. I thought, like, he did it, and then he... I'm pretty sure he doesn't... Like, it hasn't done it. Yeah, anymore. I don't know if he doesn't do like it. Like, Justin
1: anything. Bieber and Obama were, like, died of it, and Obama yeah. roast him. That was pretty good.
0: Yeah, Justin Bieber is funny. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, one was pretty funny... Hillary Clinton. That I, haven't was hilarious.
1: I haven't seen I haven't seen Hillary Clinton one either. Hillary but. Clinton
0: one's fucking hilarious. He just, in the middle of the ad, it just cuts He's like, "God, oh, do you mind if we take a short break for our sponsors?" And then it's a Trump ad. <laughs> it's a Trump campaign ad. It's like, why would you play that during? You know what? Scotty and I were talking about. Is that? <laughs> Did you just? Well, segue. I, yeah, sorry, segue. <laughs> I was thinking about this because is it is it scripted? I, have, I Dude, I have, I have to believe that. I have to think that it is.
1: I don't know how much they're in, though, because he does that thing to Obama. Like, I just saw this clip the other day. It was like, he's like, so what's it like being the last African-American president? And Obama's like, really? What's it like being the last time you ever talked to a president? And it was like, <laughs> I don't know. He seemed pretty heated about it. Like, I well, don't... I understand that the guests probably go on there knowing <clears throat> what the fuck's going to happen.
0: Right, but they don't know the questions and they're not prepared for them. Yeah, yeah. I can
1: imagine. But, like, but then he slimes Justin Bieber like he's fucking with him for being a kid. And like, well, and like whips him with his belt.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that part, I obviously. I hitting children. But that's the point. You're not a child. <laughs> so I could hit a man. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm, I'm curious about. Because, I mean, you have scenes in there that look... It's just. Or weird. Obama's a good actor, you know, like yeah, chalk that up on his resume. Like Obama's fucking right. Well, it's just hard for me to believe that. Yeah, exactly. Like Zach would whip his belt out and hit Justin Bieber if there was no prior indication that he was going to do something <laughs> like, outrageous here's a check. like that. Here's a checklist. Check what you're okay with. I'm gonna do everything. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a check with this amount of money on it to come on this show, and you have to let me do whatever I want. You know, there's like a-
1: yeah, but he didn't have call
0: like that. So yeah, true. It was just a YouTube show, wasn't it? I
1: think so. I don't think I ever made anywhere. I, I don't think, think Netflix, either. but yeah. Apparently, he's an asshole. Zach is? Yeah, like a good way. I was reading an article. It was after um. Bradley Cooper. Did he ever win an Oscar? I don't remember. He won one for uh, A Star Is Born. Yeah, but it was before that. So, But anyway, it was just an interview with Bradley Cooper. And I guess him and um, Zach Galifianakis are uh, good friends, but he was talking. He's like, yeah, you know, my girlfriend broke up with me, so I called Zach. <laughs> and Zach, like, oh, what happened? she watched limitless <laughs> 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 like without skipping a beat it's just like like he doesn't know when to turn it off i guess
0: it's kind of the maybe oh, so the sign of a this good was comment just like a regular this wasn't like a bit on a no show. no it
1: wasn't a bit he they was telling an interview about zach <laughs> and <laughs> zach he called zach he's like trying to have a heartfelt moment you know because he fell back his girlfriend broke up with him and that was his reply was oh she watched limitless also, Bradley Cooper, are you that dumb that you're gonna call a comedian for like, yeah, <laughs> heartfelt advice. Mm. That seems stupid in and of its own right.
0: I mean, you know, it's kind of, it's hard for me, and I can see that. Like, if you have that dynamic with all your friends, like we do, I mean, we do have more sentimental conversations, but also it's like I always try and come back with like a witty conversation. Like I remember one of our friends, I forget who, telling me, well, actually it was Dylan Freilich. I wasn't sure I wanted to mention it by name in <coughs> scenario, but at this point, fuck it. Shout out Dylan Frelick. Shout out Dylan Frelick. Uh, he He's not going to care. He was telling me a story about his ex who cheated on him or whatever. He was like, no, she broke my heart, man. And I was like, no, I think all the cocaine broke your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I was just like, you just softballed that one in there.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Left you hanging. Yeah, Exactly.
1: Yeah, so maybe a bit's not your thing, but what about, like, having show segments? Because I was talking to
0: Ian. I'd love to have a show. And I have, like, a, a very brief ideas, set, uh, fractions of ideas written down of segments that I want to do. Because I think I'd, I'd like to do that, just to break up the monotony. Of, like, a, well, yeah, sometimes a conversation. conversation isn't going well. You can, like, oh, now we're on to... Well, even then, like... Guess that phone number. Yeah. I mean like, Even then, it's, like, if even if you're having, like, a good conversation, it's nice to throw a curveball in there of sorts yeah
1: for sure ian had this bit idea that he pitched to me today so when ian listens to this podcast he's gonna be mad because i'm selling it to you but he wants to do um have servers send in their customer horror stories oh yeah and he'll read off the customer horror stories i was like that's fucking good
0: that is good i won't do that for the sake of preserving his idea at Mezzaline. what that's his instagram oh Oh. because that's the bit on the show apparently oh yeah, I don't know. I'd like to have a bit in there, but also for the time being, again, until I, if, if, and when I find a niche of sorts, I'll just keep it loose.
1: I will say the audio quality was a lot better than most other first time podcasts I've ever heard. And yeah. Like I mean, you've got the worst fucking editing software and it yeah, still but sounds good.
0: Still pretty good equipment.
1: Yeah, it's good equipment. I don't know.
0: I think the thing with the software is it it does its job in that it records. But but, we're not in
1: a studio, you know what I mean? It sounds sounds good. We're not in a studio.
0: Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I think, like, again, the preamp does a lot of, like, you know, you can silence out the background, stuff like that, if there were background. Um, When the
1: fucking furnace kicks on.
0: Right, yeah. (sighs) But, I mean, obviously, like, as far as editing, you know, putting in... And again, I I think maybe it's just to the extent of my knowledge, you know, what I know about this software and I don't really know how to use it, but like putting in different cues and stuff like that, like cutaways and editing and like, I know how to like take out pauses and conversation. I know how to take out like whatever bad feedback noise, but I think, you know, in the future I could benefit from better software, but at this point, why, why pay for something that more than I need to at this point?
1: It's not generating any money, so I suppose it wouldn't make any sense.
0: Right, yeah. Speaking of not generating money, but
1: it makes sense maybe in the future. Do you ever want to film it? Like, do you ever want I to do, yeah. I'd like to film it. And have it live? Hell yeah. Then the fart mic is going to be – then you'll have to get a fart mic. Yeah,
0: crucial. Crucial to the structure of the show. <laughs> we are going to need to see the lake lift. No, I don't honestly, I don't honestly like to do – I'd like to film it sooner than later. Just even, because? even Yeah, even if that's with shitty – I mean, especially in this basement. Dude, we
1: could use like, a fucking iPhone. You really could. Well, that's what, I
0: was, that's what my dad said. I was telling him about this. Like, just like, just use your iPhone. I mean, if you're not worried about quality, I and mean, you can get fairly decent quality on what an mean,
1: iPhone. You can 4K an iPhone. Yeah. How much porn is shot on an iPhone? Like, seriously, I'm on Pornhub, and sometimes porn I, I see that shit. <laughs> yeah, I see that shit in the mirror, and I'm like, But then again, I like amateur yo. stuff. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like someone's half-opened closet. Here. <laughs> yeah, 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 and All you right. like see him with an you're iPhone. Like thing, you're like, nice. I like this. I but like even
1: c- like some of the higher stuff, like the Vixen and Black channels, you know, they have got like the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know these references. They, I only watch amateur porn, so <laughs> yeah, and you don't even use Pornhub because you're a fucking animal. But they have like they have like these cut segment Like, like
0: it, do you uh, think this just like added? They're like edit in, but no, no, they're literally shot on an iPhone. I think. Oh, you don't think that's, like, put in there for novelty and, like, making it seem more amateur? No, Apple advertises in the beginning. It says, shot on iPhone. (laughs) Sponsored by Apple. (laughs) They don't like it. I guess they get a lot of cease and desist, but they keep throwing it up there. They made a really (laughs) stretch of a point to show a guy wearing AirPods while he was paying a girl. Stretch of a point, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because he had a big dick. Because it's porn. Because it's porn. Yeah.
1: So, But a lot of that shit is shot on, like, you get, you get good footage, you know what I mean? Right. You don't need a, don't need a video camera, I right. don't think, full on. But, like, a tripod would definitely help. I'm not going to sit here and film you. No, video. yeah, like a FaceTime. <laughs> okay. How fucking funny would it be if I just sat here with my phone and you sat with your phone and we just, like, filmed each other?
0: That'd be kind of funny, actually, Did, Like for, like, an episode. <laughs>
1: Once, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, I mean, like, we could get, like, whatever the fucking TikTok people get, and they just get the tripod for their iPhone and do it there we bring back the selfie stick? I had one of those. Did you, did you really? I did. Alan, shout out Alan Kuhn, got it for me for Christmas one year. I actually really liked it, honestly. Because at all the parties that we had, I would just take panor- panoramics of just like everybody at the party. Look at this debauchery. Yeah. Nobody's wearing a like, mask. Look at this fucking trap house. There was no masks <laughs> back then. Uh, I'm going to forget that. When are we ever going to get rid of masks?
1: That's what I want to know.
0: I'm curious as well, because like vaccines rolling out, but
1: like they say, like oh, there's
0: just drop that ice cube anywhere.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, there's so many people who aren't interested in taking the vaccine that like we might have to wear masks for a while anyway, because herd immunity is not going to be reached in a uh, amount of time that. Well, sorry, the vaccine isn't going to get us to herd immunity, so we're still going to have to wear masks because they don't know whether or not people who have the vaccine can still spread the virus.
0: Yeah, and they're worried about the constant mutation of it. I mean, that's always going to be an issue, though, right? With any virus. Look at the flu. It changes every single year. Does
1: that mean we're going to have to get a COVID vaccine
0: every year? I mean, in theory, yeah.
1: Because unless it becomes more deadly,
0: is there, like, any really a point for, like, the younger generation? I don't know. And these vaccines are, like... That's where it's so controversial. It's like, you know, the flu has killed a lot of people. The virus killed... More people, more people in a shorter amount of time. Well, and you know, if you break it down to like the time aspect of it, like sure. within however many days this virus spawned,
1: well, it just spreads more, right? Right. And yeah, it's a lot easier it just to spread spreads more.
0: But then again, you look at the flu cases since COVID restrictions have gone into effect, and cases have gone way down. Mm-hmm. Social distancing, wearing a mask, washing your hands—it applies to a lot of different viruses. Clearly. So. Yeah,
1: because flu Pat sent me a graph through the data it was down like flu didn't exist It's mm-hmm. like it not didn't exist but it was like so like minuscule
0: compared to COVID yeah flu this year was just like and granted you look at when I mean, you look at COVID and if we had not had restrictions the it would have been a lot higher uh, well in theory a lot higher um, contagion rate yeah I mean but it was all freaking high you know what I mean like we had right so the United States. Well, I, I mean, I guess we saw that before restrictions went into play. We saw the spread of it without any kind of restriction.
1: Well, then Florida. Florida's a case in point for no restriction anyway, right? Are, are people
0: wearing masks in Florida? Do we know? Uh, No. Well, they. I mean, they do somewhere, some places. But there's
1: no mask mandate? Like, is there a state mask uh, mandate? I
0: don't know. I'm not sure if it depends on county or if it depends on whatever. Because I, n- I have to imagine it depends on county, right? Because Weld County was less – Probably still is less well, strict. Well, kind of told them,
1: go fuck yourself? They told the state to suck a dick. You remember that? Did I read you that letter? mm Oh, so it was like the lockdown. So this was in fall, you know, like November or something like that. Um, you know, when the cases were really ramping back up, the uh, second right. wave, so to speak. And, <laughs> you know, everyone's like, Governor Polis put the, uh, the whole <sighs> state to red. And the Weld County commissioners wrote an open letter. That it was like, we will not tell our businesses that they have to shut down. We will not tell people they can't go to church. We will not tell people that they can't go to school. We will not tell people that they have to stay in their homes for an undefined amount of time. I was like, damn,
0: get them. Yeah, there is a fine line there where we can recommend, you know, we recommend that you take these precautions to lessen the spread of the virus. But we are not going to force you to do that. And I think it's all about people coming to their common senses, which I don't think people have a lot of. Well, there's not a consensus on common sense for this
1: one, right? Like, because everybody's a virologist, including us right now. We're virologists, yeah, yeah, we're exactly. epidemiologists, we're like, hey, we know how this is going to work. Right. And so nobody knows what what's going to be the right play or what the right common sense moves are. I guess it's kind of like gun, <laughs> gun violence in that regard, right? Like, we're never going to have yeah. an answer to this because there's no... Oh, common sense gun laws is like the right thing's one thing and the left thing's another, and It's like, nah, I guess we're just going to keep up with school shootings, which were at an all-time low last year.
0: Because no one was in school.
1: So, I think that we don't need to make common sense gun laws. We need to make common sense school laws, which is no school. Yeah.
0: Well, they're just going to adapt just like a virus while they'll just go into separate homes and shoot <laughs> everybody. That's getting homeschooled.
1: Like we, got a, we got a school list. Yeah. We know every kid who attended this element. That would be...
0: That'd be fucked up. That'd be so fucked up. Just have a guy, like, one of the... <laughs> this is fucked up, but like a school shooter, he's like on Skype, you just see him disappear in the background, just <laughs> loading rounds into his AK. Well, see you later. <laughs> that he's filming on his iPhone.
1: Sponsored, brought to you by iPhone. <laughs> God. Brought to you by Verizon. Never lose connection. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so fucked. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Oh my God, <laughs> did you ever see that? Uh, Shia LaBeouf directed this uh film. It was like a short film. It was like ten minutes, and it was with um Kid Cudi and I don't know some white rapper Cage. I think is his name.
0: You would know better than I.
1: I don't remember, but <laughs> what his name is. But <laughs> it was called Maniac, and it was like shot in black and white. It was just them killing people. Like it was just like. 10 minutes of Kid Cudi murdering people, basically. It was, like... But, like, not, like, you know, uh, Quentin Tarantino, spaghetti western type, like, fun Right, where
0: blood is just squirting out. Yeah, like,
1: it's so ridiculous, like, you're, like, okay, it was, like, no music, like, in the film. Like, super visceral, like, this woman's, like, walking her dog through a park and fucking just strangles her from behind. And it's just, like, yeah, no music behind it, nothing. It's a black and white, and it's just, like, oh...
0: It's pretty rough. Why? Shia LaBeouf has some shit going on in that head that I don't think any of us can understand. Do you think he's okay? <laughs> Does he need a hug? I don't know. As far as, as far as as files as far as child actors go, I think he turned out okay.
1: Who <laughs> Who are the worst child actors? Rate them like
0: Lindsay Lohan.
1: Number one. You're going Lindsay Lohan.
0: Yeah. Uh, shout out to who's the who was um Screech on save the bell he actually just died of cancer tragically I forget what his name was something diamond or something like that um, but he ended up I think going into porn after his career on save by the oh, bell oh
1: you remember that oh uh, Aaron speaking of porn I want candy kid what's that guy's name
0: oh um, Aaron isn't it Aaron Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. Aaron
1: Carter has a fucking OnlyFans, and his face is tattooed. Really? Yeah. Uh,
0: what point in life do you have to be at to get a face tattoo? Is what I'm curious. Well, about. you have to be.
1: Uh, you have to be a Disney star. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then it has to fail for you after that because.
0: Or Takashi six nine.
1: Well, he, he try. He's failed. Act, child actor. He was. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he fits the part. I right? would have believed you.
1: <laughs> Did you see fucking like, little as you diamond in his face.
0: Oh, God, yeah, right in the forehead. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I, and I didn't understand that because I didn't read the news article till after I saw, like, a meme and it's, just, like, everybody waiting around a corner to decapitate, little Uzi vert. I
1: don't like, know how you'd sell that thing. That's the problem.
0: I'm curious like th- how it that stays only
1: going to come from one place.
0: Can you remove it?
1: I don't know. Probably. I imagine At some yeah. point, you got to be able to.
0: I was thinking about this today. That's
1: fucked up. You know what's so dumb is that, like, this guy puts a fucking diamond in his forehead and he has... <laughs> a majority of the people talking
0: about it. I'm mad that no one that I've seen so far has made the reference of Raven from Teen Titans yet.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. I haven't seen that one. I've only seen the uh, uh Avengers. Thanos. Oh, yeah, the ripping stone, out <laughs> Vision said. stone. Yeah. That was a good one. Oh, though. I did see a good one too. It was um Halo the needler You remember the needler in Halo? Yeah. And it was
0: just like a needle <laughs> around, like
1: going into his forehead. I was like, "That's pretty good too."
0: I'm curious though, like how does that work? They, it's
1: a subdermal piercing. Like they kind of were popular for, like the ones that go in like people's cheeks. No, because those are actually through scan. Oh, they right, are. So you could reach in your mouth and pull them out. But there's people get like it, their sternum pierced. People get like, uh, like right underneath their eye. They'll might drop yeah. one or two. I don't know if you've seen those before. I have. Um, people get Prince Albert. It's not related, but people do that. It's a then, Prince Albert? Uh, it's through the tip of your penis. I think Jesse had one.
0: My brother-in-law? I'm just kidding.
1: No, Jesse the dishwasher. Dishwasher. dishwasher J-
0: Shout out dishwasher Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> What's his last name? Rivera.
1: Shout out Jesse Rivera. He was telling me once he couldn't go to Texas because of his last name. I was like, how many Riveras are there? Take it easy.
0: Yeah, what? Why? Why? Because it's a, Mexican? No, he's
1: like... My dad is hated in Texas. People know Rivera's last name, so I can't go to Texas. I was like, it's pretty common, bro. Yeah. I mean, you might be just like your father. Especially but, in
0: a yeah. Latin community.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so I think it's a subdermal piercing. I don't think it's, like, embedded in a skull by any means.
0: That's what I was wondering. Did they indent his skull or something and then
1: – Oh, maybe it's, like, that lizard guy. You remember those, like – Oh, uh, where get, he like, put the, the thing
0: on his fo- – the dragon guy who put the two, like, yeah, horn whatever. stubs yeah, right yeah, there? exactly. Yeah.
1: Maybe it's like that, because I think that's actually embedded in that dude's, like, skull. Yeah. Because I don't actually imagine this moves around like you could move a dermal piercing, so maybe it is.
0: Yeah, because like, like you can see the skin, like, around it. Gross, which is like, what if it heals over that? Yeah. Like, do you always
1: have to, like, peel that back? Like, and
0: also, what if, in, in you know, <laughs> inevitably when you become broke, because rappers tend to blow a lot of their money. No way. He got a $24 million diamond put mm. in his forehead. We're going to condemn that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're gonna repo that. No, apparently it's paid off. Oh, huh. According to Cameron Plants, shout out Cameron Plants at Pam Plants
0: on. Yeah, paid off, but that doesn't mean they can't repo it. People come and take I people's furniture they, all I the time they from houses. The shit that they, they take all the assets. Fair I thought enough,
1: it's kind of hard to remove an asset from somebody's forehead. How do you think they would like a
0: court order? Like, we'll see how far the government will go to <laughs> get its money back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> little Uzi vert, watch out! Don't go broke. Make another. I'm sure the surgery to remove it still costs less than what the diamond's worth. So as long as they're pulling profit, it doesn't a profit cost twenty-four of million dollars. That's what are sure. Yeah, it. exactly.
1: Apparently, it's some sort of natural pink diamond. It's rare. That's why it costs so much. <laughs> and it took him years to pay it off, according to Pam Clance, who is a verified source.
0: It, wait, it took him how long?
1: Like four years to pay it. Like he's been paying for it for like four years.
0: And then he, so wait, so he bought the diamond fully anticipating to get it embedded in his forehead. Yeah. So it was premeditated. Wow. That's pretty. <laughs> Did you think it was just like one day he's like, I'm going to put a diamond in my face. And all his homies are like, yeah, that's cool. Well, rappers are stupid. I figured, yeah. It's
1: not it's all cool. rappers are stupid. Some no, rappers
0: but rappers are stupid, are stupid. It, generally. <laughs> not all Middle Eastern people are terrorists, but <laughs> a lot of people from the Middle East are terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> not all
1: Republicans are domestic terrorists, but a lot of them stormed the Capitol. I'm just yeah. saying.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm just making, you know, stereotypes exist for a reason. That's <laughs> okay. all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say it was the brightest movie. You're not wrong there.
0: Well, you look at Tyga, who bought, like, a plated gold Lambo.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot he did that.
0: I wouldn't say that's a smart investment. Especially because he sucks. So does a little easy as far as I'm concerned. I don't really like his music, but. I like some. Uh, I a lot of people do. That. You know what I really do like, though? Uh, the people that Cam introduced me to. Suicide or, Boys? Yeah. I really do yeah, like suicide cool. boys they're from new orleans like it's like because i really do like intense like thrasher metal bands and it's like that but for rap
1: would you go to one of their shows
0: mm. i don't know maybe probably not wearing what i'm wearing now <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to buy insurance <laughs> yeah bring for my concerts? bring my business card Hey, how you doing, sir? Cool. All right. Punch me in the face. <laughs> wow, cool. Cool tattoos. <laughs>
1: what does that say on your face? <laughs>
0: Fuck off. Anyway, I sell insurance. So, yeah. in case you ever have bodily harm or need well, health insurance. Talk about risk, huh? How much risk do you take on being at one of these concerts, huh? Because I think I can cover you.
1: <gasps> I go to a lot of concerts. Imagine filling that on a form. I'm in a lot of mosh pits, so <laughs> I don't, I don't know. think
0: that's a cup. Co- I mean, yeah, I don't think that'd be covered. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm being honest. <laughs> all the <Although> weirder <laughs> things have been covered. Skydiving, for instance. Really?
1: I mean, the failure rate on parachutes isn't that high, right? No,
0: it's not. And I mean, the premiums they pay are out the ass. Oh, sure. Um, but I had a guy call in about a skydiving company, and I was like, I'm going to be very blunt. I have no idea if I can write this. I don't know what <laughs> your premium is going to look like, all this stuff. And I got all the information and sent it to him, and I never heard back from the guy. But his premium apparently was too expensive. (laughs) Yeah, at that point it's like okay, you're paying if half of your revenue, your predicted revenue, is going to go towards insurance premiums, then that's it's not worth it. Is that really how much it was? Nah, I don't know. I don't know how much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember how much his gross revenues were predicted to be. I think it was like it was only in the hundreds of thousands. I mean, you're talking about like first, second, third year of opening a business, let alone that being a Skydiving business,
1: yeah. Is it he's just he's just opened this up or he's shopping around because he already runs one?
0: I I don't remember. I think it was. I think he,
1: how much money do you have to have to open a skydiving business? Hey, I
0: I, I don't know. I mean, like, I gotta
1: have planes, I gotta have pilots, I gotta have certified dudes to jump out of planes.
0: Speaking just from an insurance point of view, it is, I imagine, pretty pricey, and that's why I'm like wondering the people that do it at a Longmont airport. I'm not sure if that, like. Because the airport sucks so bad, they're just like, yeah. But you know, the skydiving people have like the private planes there. I'm not sure if it's like. they are
1: not a DIA. Yeah. (laughs) What are you guys doing? Skydiving. (laughs) Skydiving.
0: When I was little, I used to think that commercial airlines had parachutes under the seats. I like to believe that too. It'd make more sense than having rafts. No. No way. You don't think so? Or uh, life I mean. It'd make
1: more sense than trying to like. No, no, I don't know.
0: Could it hurt to have both, is all I'm saying? One under the seat, one above the seat.
1: Okay, okay, I see where you're coming from. Like, you get, <laughs> you just strap that bitch, the shield, the sheet, the well,
0: seat cushion on, like a shield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pack on your parachute. And then you have something you strap on, kind of like a diaper for a flotation device. That's what you have your seat cushion for. It's your shield.
1: That's what they do. They remove the seat cushion.
0: And they float. Oh, I didn't know that. I never read the books.
1: Damn, dude. I don't even read the books. I just listen to the people once 10 years ago. No, I don't. You've never done it? Not even once?
0: I'm always anxious on planes. I pay attention to other stuff like my heart rate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it might behoove you. It would help your anxiety to know what to do if a situation no, make, pops up. Yeah,
0: I already know what to do. Pick up my seat and I'll figure it out from there. I've gotten this far in life by winging it mostly. So,
1: <laughs> Mask drops to the ceiling. You put mask on.
0: Mm-hmm. Secure your own mask before your child. I know that one.
1: <laughs> Planes crashing. People are panicking. Fight them. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do what you need to do to live. Yep. Actually, that's probably what happens. Which is probably why I imagine they can't have parachutes on a plane. Because what are you going to do? Fucking open all six doors as you're falling. Yeah. And everyone, you're just expecting to clear the fucking plane. Like, it,
0: it's true. It's yeah. a
1: Hail Mary anyway, though. Because, like, you're not surviving that. Like, most of the time, you don't survive. If the plane hits anything, you usually don't survive.
0: Right, but I imagine there's, like, a lot of liability if the plane... Having access to a parachute and having access to a raft are a lot different. Like, the likelihood of someone, some crazy-ass person, jumping out of a plane with a parachute, like, oh, there's a fucking parachute <laughs> here. I can just jump out of here whenever the fuck I want, <laughs> is... There's a raft here. I'm going to ride this. You know what? Maybe that would help my anxiety. If I brought my own parachute as my carry-on. I
1: was actually curious about this. Does anybody actually bring parachutes?
0: Yeah. yeah you know, just in case, this is my this is my security blanket right here is if all were to go to shit and I need to get out of this plane, I'd jump at 35,000 feet out of here. Probably freeze to death before I hit the ground. But
1: dude, your, uh, your chance of survival might be higher.
0: than in the plane, huh? What do you mean? Higher than what? Than the plane hitting the fucking anything. Oh yeah.
1: Like your chances are, you might black out,
0: but if, I feel like a lot of people black out during a plane crash. I mean, that's the thing. Like, like you said, like if a plane's going down, it's got like down enough to where people are gonna all die. Then it's going down. I don't think there's a lot you can do to save yourself on that because if they're dropping at that increase of an altitude and dropping, that's what
1: I'm saying. You might be able to get out of it anyway, though. I mean, it's a hail mary. Like I said, right, It's yeah.
0: a, you're fucking. It's a hail mary either
1: way. So just let the people have parachutes. Let them decide for themselves whether they want to take the risk, jump out the plane, or they want to. Fucking ride this bitch out and see if hitting a mountain does him any good or hitting the fucking water at a 45-degree angle.
0: Right, but then, yeah, but then you got to worry about, again, the asshole that's, like, the liability. I, I guess you could do, like, a waiver. Like, we are not responsible. We're not to be held responsible for any asshole, asshole that, that jumps, jumps out of, out of here with a parachute. So
1: the pressure change in that plane would just... You well, what, yeah,
0: so what happens if you jump out at You can still breathe at 35,000 feet, right? Not well. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're dropping...
1: That's what I'm saying You might black out
0: Oh yeah That's true and But out. again uh-huh. If you black out like pull, Try and pull the cord immediately When you jump out Hopefully you don't get sucked Into like a fucking It would take a long engine. time To
1: fall down then But That might be a good bet Yeah But I don't know If you're gonna You're gonna be back to it By the time And then you're You're falling real slow At an altitude You already can't breathe at
0: Again, I still think higher survival chance than running into a mountain.
1: I do, too. (laughs) This is my petition for Delta to start putting fucking parachutes on planes. You guys want to
0: change your game? Start putting parachutes on commercial flights. And then only the nice ones have it, though. Like, Frontier won't have it. (laughs) No,
1: no. You want a parachute? That's another $45. Yeah. God
0: damn it. Fuck. Fine.
1: Uh, I don't know. Those guys do not make it easy to fly.
0: I'm just going to Arizona. (laughs) Doesn't matter. You got a purse? You're fucking putting it up top. That uh, pisses me off Like yeah You look at Frontier's Like prices You're like Oh man What a steal you're like, oh, you get
1: fucking duped fuck. Every time You go to check out For the fucking tickets You're like Hey Alright what, what do we got here What do we got here Oh Frontier dude It's only hundred bucks for Frontier To Hawaii for two weeks Let's go <laughs> like, uh,
0: You'd be fine <laughs> Yeah Because <but then laughs> you're like only a- packing Underpants and <laughs> White shirts <laughs>
1: <laughs> For everybody else Like oh two weeks of clothes Yeah no nah. <laughs> I could put that On a backpack And then they Get <laughs> there like Check it in. is like, carry-on? $250. You want to check a bag?
0: Yeah, but the good thing is, I mean, like, Ashley— to have I'd... to
1: upgrade to first class if you want to <laughs> yeah, check a bag. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> We're going to have to ship it to you. Uh, not a <laughs> lot of people bring carry-ons. Um, but, honestly, that might be cheaper. Well, so, uh, yeah, honestly, probably. But Ashley and I, honestly, just take on our carry-on and our personal item, and we'd never pay for carry-ons. And generally, unless you're at a small airport, they don't give a shit. And I they think never most check. The
1: employees who work for Frontier are like. Phew.
0: Yeah, and like Ashley said, she got called out coming from I don't know where it was, but she had to get her bag checked. Um. Because she got caught trying to bring a, her duffel bag on. But I mean, I bring.
1: What's that net? Na- uh, yeah, what's that net out to though? She's gotten caught once, and how many times has she flown? So, a like,
0: lot. So it's still a worth the risk. Dollar of light, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um. But, I mean, I'll bring my duffel bag on and my backpack, and I'll just, you know, casually go up. And then, they're, like, they don't check to see if you've had a fucking carry-on, generally, on the ticket. Like, at DIA especially.
1: No, they fuck.
0: And so, it's honestly, I think Frontier's still the best bet, especially if you're only going to, like, somewhere for a weekend, which is what Ash and I tend to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with not Arizona. You're not
1: going for, like, three weeks at a mm-hmm. time. And if you do go somewhere for three at a time, just check a fucking bag, man.
0: Right. Well, honestly, in Mexico, dude, I should have. I wore a swimsuit probably 98% of the time, with yeah, the exception of dinner one night. Yeah. And I was like, why did I bring all this fucking shit with me? I brought underwear. Not like, necessary. No. Yeah. Brought a ton of underwear, a ton of socks.
1: Literally, they're not even allowed it across the border. I'm surprised they let you smuggle that in.
0: <laughs> underwear? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. Sir, you don't need these. So You're not going to need these. We're going <laughs> to. We're, confiscate We're these.
0: confiscating these in the name of the law. No, it was just like – and I, I did try to pack light. I was like, okay, so I brought and light for me. So keep this in mind before you just ream me. <laughs> but I brought two pairs of shoes, three pairs of pants, like for dinners and stuff like that, a couple shirts, and honestly, my swimsuit, and then – was the one that saw the most use, and then one pair of pants that I wore to the nicer dinners.
1: And you just threw a fucking tank top on to walk through the lobby, basically.
0: Yeah, I mean, to, like to go sit in a restaurant, you need a, like the restaurants that are up by the pool, you need a shirt. Technically,
1: <clears throat> did they even care during COVID?
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: when we were in Mexico in October, I was ripping shots with the bartender, bro. <laughs> Nobody was there. Oh no, Dude, no we one gave us. Sh- we were the only people there. We were all fucking shirtless wicked drunk and I was just ripping shots with the bartender. It
0: was yeah, was pretty lit. So we tried I tried to get the bartender uh, his name was Jonathan and he was in the lobby and so he was there every night that we were. Oh, and okay. I was like, Jonathan, just take one shot and he was like, I can't man, the camera's right there. Yet I walk in and Adam is letting him rip his pen like and he's crouching behind the fucking <laughs> bar just like on the Jonathan just... you get... I was like, You dirty son of a bitch.
1: Jonathan you get over here and you take a shot right now.
0: I think you ended up taking a shot with us on New Year's night. New I'll Year's Eve. I'll report you to your superiors. <laughs> that was fun, man. Honestly, I like the resort. I mean, I I didn't get to do experience the other stuff that much, like going there without all inclusive. But all inclusive is my way to go. Where I don't. It's pay ca- easy. It's just like you pay everything up front, and then you just drink as much as you possibly can, like. God, it was so much fun.
1: You could do that at fucking horse tooth though. Come on, man. What are you gonna be in Mexico for?
0: Um, because you I'm on the beach. you can do that in California. And my swimsuit, all inclusive. Exists everywhere is all I'm saying. Well, right? so yeah, got... it, it exists everywhere, but you know, it has a novelty to it. In Mexico. I
1: absolutely agree with that. Like a hundred percent, do it once. I don't know. I. I've never traveled that way, though, so I'm pretty biased anyway. Yeah. Do it twice? Mean, Probably not. I've done a cruise once. I've done a resort once. You've done a cruise? Yeah, man. I when? was in Greece. The Greek Island cruise. How long was that? Four days.
0: Was that when you were there?
1: It was when I was with, uh, I guess, no, I was only with them once. Uh, do you remember Dylan and Casey Fagler? Shout out to Dylan and Casey Fagler. Dylan, yes. if you ever hear this.
0: You're, You're hot. The per- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> also that,
1: but you were the coolest person in high school. In student council, because like I have. was, oh, it was the stuco
0: thing? Is that when Dylan? No, it wasn't went? student
1: council. But uh, Miss Supis was our chaperone? student council like oh. person. She's like, well, I'm gonna chaperone this trip to Europe. Do you guys want to come?
0: Is that when D- you and Dylan Brown went too? No, because we well. Is that when you lost your virginity? That
1: was that was the next time I went. Oh, okay. But the first time I went was with. Dylan and Casey Fagler, and I just ended up hanging out with them because everybody else was a bunch of fucking narcs, Mm -hmm. and we were having a good time, and we were on the cruise, and we were, like, (laughs) we were drinking and bowling because there was, like, this fucking bowling alley, and nobody was in it. Literally, there weren't even people working it. (laughs) Seriously, they're like, well, yeah, we'll set it up for you, and, like, just push the button. And so it was Dylan, Casey, and I fucking bowling and drinking, and then, like, at night, there was like a club on the boat maybe that was kind of weird and then during the day that's how most
0: cruises are they all have clubs
1: yeah yeah we went to like the nicer restaurant like i don't really remember any of that food or anything it's just like like (laughs) working on a cruise is probably miserable but like attending them once i met a a colombian guy definitely a coke dealer no way this dude didn't sell coke he's like i met him he was in the fucking hot tub when we're on the boat I'm just chatting. I'm like, where are you from, man? He's like, oh, I'm from Colombia. I was like, oh, what are you? He's like, I'm a farmer. I was like, okay. What, <laughs> what do you? kind of farmer? <laughs> <laughs> what do you farm? He's like, bananas and coffee. I was like.
0: Is that all? You get a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, no. no. Okay. I I bought
1: this whole trip for my family. Yeah, no, no, I bought this whole trip for my family. We're all out here. Um, yeah, I got like, there's like 15 of us here. I paid, uh, yeah, I bought the whole thing. I was like, oh, Like at f- 15, 16, I was like, bananas and coffee. Fuck. I got the bananas and coffee business. Highway robbery. Look at how <laughs> this guy's living. It's the banana blow d- <laughs> business. Mm-hmm. But he did tell me don't buy pre-ground coffee from a grocery store because it's probably got cornmeal in it. Because all those guys just took cornmeal in it because it's like, it's, you know, it like cuts it, I guess, because you're not going to know this. And I was like, oh. okay, Thanks. He also said, don't buy blow in New York. I don't
0: know. <laughs> so definitely a Coke dealer.
1: <laughs> he, he didn't say that, but um, he was chilling. Yeah. Gold on. I was like, I don't think this guy. Maybe I'm stereotyping here pretty hard, but it didn't seem logical. As soon as I heard
0: Columbia, I instantly <laughs> just thought cocaine.
1: He's like, I have four or five farms. I was like, I think you, I don't know. <laughs>
0: You just asked him like, "Hey, do you know where I can get some blow?"
1: Uh, like fifteen. Set yeah. him up, yeah. When I was seventeen, seventeen was a lot more fun because Dylan and I, when we were in Europe, just did.
0: We drank. We drank for
1: <clears throat> fourteen days.
0: Yep. See, and I'd love to go to Europe and just meddle around in the slums. The slums? What do you mean? <laughs> like, Birmingham. Birmingham.
1: Burn, Burningham. Birmingham. I heard uh, that England has a festival similar to America's Burning Man, but it's called Burningham.
0: Burningham. I'm autistic. sure. up. Um, I think
1: that's Liz Dexic, but
0: close enough. I eh, Maybe not the slums, but I'd like to go to like a traditional pub and just get shit hammered with all the soccer fans.
1: Like watch a Liverpool game. Yeah, exactly. Liverpool or a Chelsea I mean, game in Chelsea.
0: Luke Lafayette was there during the World Cup in... No, he wasn't. Nathaniel was in Germany.
1: Nathaniel was in Germany when Munich, or sorry, when Germany won. Yeah. He said it was fucking lit. I bet that was when That was, was just... when I was, in, I was in Costa Rica, and Costa Rica made it to the semifinals mm-hmm. when that shit was going on, and that was pretty lit, too. Everyone was pretty fucking stoked on that. But he said, literally, when they won, when Germany won, he was in a beer garden, there's like pff, thousands of people there. It was free beer. The oh, rest of the man. night, like nobody paid for beer, everybody's pouring beers. He said, "As soon as they won, every flipped tables, screaming, party everywhere." He's like, "Like literally, because where was that at? Was that Brazil?"
0: I, mm, I don't remember. Brazil was at the Summer Olympics last, right?
1: Yeah, but they had it was they hosted it back to back. I thought they had the World Cup back yeah, to back. Yeah, I mean, probably. I don't know. I'm pretty sure, sure it was Brazil. So it was like. Already. When was that?
0: When was the last World Cup? I think it's every <sighs> four years. Is it?
1: So, 2000... There's supposed to be one this year. I don't think there was one.
0: That's the only time I watch soccer.
1: I think the United States should host a World Cup, and I think that the United States would be into soccer. Yeah. Like, if LA could host... Well, because usually they host it for the country, right? So, like, you play... <laughs> Dude, you were disgusting tonight.
0: What do you want from me? <laughs>
1: You're just gaseous. Yep. Um... Usually, like, if if England hosts it, you'll play in, like, three or four cities. If Brazil hosts it, they'll play in three or four cities. So if the United States hosts it, like, do I, we need a Chicago, we need L.A., we need New York, and we need a culture shock. So, like, throw them to the wolves in,
0: like, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say
1: that, or, like, <laughs> fucking,
0: just the do of a fucking farm Florida,
1: field. like, weird Florida, Alabama, maybe, you know, yeah, just, like, yeah. Shreveport. Louisiana is going to have a stadium. It's like, oh, Atlanta could have one, but uh, that wouldn't be a culture shock so much. But No. Like, have something fucking weird. That would be good. But I think that would actually – and if the United States team was good. Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the fourth stadium? Uh, Columbus.
0: It's the Football World Cup. What? I didn't even know they have one of those <laughs> for football. Oh, no. Sorry. Soccer. You guys call it soccer. You're the only one who calls it soccer. I forgot about that. <laughs> Remember when Russia invaded Georgia? No, Georgia the country. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I still remember that. But that I, was was, confused. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I think I would have heard about that. Are they still here? <laughs> I'm just curious
1: how many people were driving around in Georgia with shotguns looking for Russians.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, all right. They look just like us, but they talk in acrylic alphabet. <laughs> acrylic. I think it's acrylic. Acrylic alphabet, yeah. Yeah. You know what acrylic is? Nope, but I'll know it when I see it. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine they do some.
1: That would be the kind of thing with the football. That's the Football World Cup. Brady's
0: going to the World Cup? (laughs) Hell yeah, Brady! (laughs) How do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to do in the World Cup this year? Come
1: again? (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the Wikipedia thing? It was changed, like momentarily. No. It was the um, American League, like, is it a uh, national league championship game or whatever the fuck it is for football? What is it? American League and National League? That's uh, yeah, baseball yeah, whatever uh, it
0: is. Yeah, whatever.
1: And it was, like, whatever division is it, is a championship game is a annual game where <laughs> one team has the chance to beat the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> and it was, like, oh. <laughs>
0: I hate football. Who you going for this weekend? I don't give a shit. Baby Goat or Billy Goat? I think it'd be cool to see Brady take another team for a Super Bowl win. But then again, I am not a big – again, this is all I, – I, I don't give a shit. I have no dog in this fight. How do I? I kind of
1: – I like my homies. Like, actually, I hadn't watched football in years, and then when Pat Mahomes came into the league, I was like,
0: I'll fucking ride his dick. It's probably better. Yeah, massive, it's the same basketball for you. You really didn't start paying attention to basketball until Zion Williams.
1: Dude, I like his performance, although I feel like he hasn't done a whole lot in the NBA, but, man, when he was on Duke, it was like... Yeah. Couldn't turn my eyes away. I was like, how is this man doing these things? Like a 225 He's 6'7", 245. He blocks three-pointers because, I don't know, he can do that. That's yep. cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, he jumps higher than the, the fucking vertical measure. Literally, they had to put it on, like, blocks for him to actually register.
0: Kid's badass. Kid's a freak. Yeah, he is. He's a freak of nature.
1: But uh same thing with Pat Mahomes. Like, I don't really care about football, but Pat Mahomes, like, well, yeah, left-arm I mean, passes, no looking. Like,
0: you pick out, like, the very... Whatever. I guess I I'm not really sure sure what I'm trying to say. The very unique players, like the best of the best when they first come out and they're really fun to watch, but then it's like when they come become mainstream, like huge superstars, it's kind of like, oh, okay, you've lost your... Yeah, it's not as much fun to watch. Because right, like exactly.
1: Floyd Mayweather, you know, he used to rock people and then he got safe. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? I hope. I it's mean- always
0: fun to watch an up-and-coming. Yeah. Everyone loves watching the young stud take on like a new league and cool. then you look for that next one like i'm sure people who follow like certain college players are just like oh it's so great and they they become their favorite players cuz they watched them in college and so it's like a connection on some level you're like oh i associate that kid you know i watched him play from freshman year and then he got drafted junior year into the big leagues and now i'm watching him
1: who there was a saying about that it was like
0: americans love an underdog story oh yeah but oh, it was like
1: americans like watching the underdog lose later or something like that it was like uh
0: well everyone loves them yeah yeah.
1: but they like fame but then they like to watch americans love two things they love fame and then they watch they love watching fame fall apart like well
0: that that was like about the the tiger documentary um everyone yeah shout out carol baskin no not tiger king Uh oh tiger woods taking that back documentary on hbo shout out tiger woods um I didn't hear what you. I didn't hear the last part of what you said, so I just agreed with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, no,
1: no, Tiger is the king. You're totally right.
0: But basically, the the documentary was like, yeah, everyone was like rooting for him to come up, and then inevitably, everybody was rooting for his downfall when he cheated on his wife or whatever it was. Whatever it was, that was the initial downfall. Like everyone he, he wants like this, too good to be true. You know what I mean? It's right? Exactly. Like, everyone perfect wants perfect. family, perfect family? Everyone perfect wants golf? to see that kid come to the top and just beat everybody everyone wants to watch that but then they want to make sure he's still human
1: yeah but we never did that with like drew Brees, did we
0: no what? but he wasn't as big of a deal he was consistently good enough to where he got attention and has the stats to prove it but he was never like a uh, such a big star that everyone was rooting for him to fail
1: yeah i guess tom brady is like definitely a better example pat mahomes probably got two more years of like everybody rooting for him right. before it's like
0: where it's like Chiefs oh. are in the fucking Super Bowl again. Before yeah, before it's another Tom Brady situation in the Patriots, where it's just like, God, I just want someone to kick his ass. Such an arrogant, blah blah blah. All this stuff. Like, he's a really good fucking football player, and I like, I don't, I, I, I like Tom Brady. I think he's a really good. I think he's a really smart quarterback, for what I know Clearly. about football. He
1: seems like forty four. And he
0: has brought another team to the Super Bowl, thus proving that it wasn't just the Patriots football system that brought him there.
1: If I was like coaching, a coaching system, sorry. If I was the best of the best athlete, I would do that. Like LeBron's done that. Yep, Brady's done it. I want to see somebody do that in baseball, though. You know, like if somebody's like, "I'm the best pitcher ever," like, okay, go to Coors Field and prove it. Like purposely go to the Rockies. Be like, I'll go to the Rockies.
0: Yeah, take a downgrade and pay to do it.
1: Maybe not even necessarily. I mean, Aaron Arenado got I don't right, but that's to, like, I don't even want but to that's talk what, about that. That's train. what
0: LeBron did.
1: Yeah, but just to prove a point, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. went for the Heat, to back to Cavs, and he took a paid cut, didn't
0: he? Yep. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Well, because he wanted to be on like a—I don't know if it was necessarily to prove that he was the best. I think it was more one, about I being on a home team, a home team, and winning team.
1: Yeah, I would like to see that with, like but it's just baseball like baseball, though. Like I'm gonna fucking go to cores and I'm gonna, I'm gonna win the Cy Young. Watch.
0: Right, but. I, baseball is not as singular of a sport as these are. Cause I mean, obviously, tangible. in any in any sport, you have to have good teammates and stuff like that. But I feel like baseball is more singular to where it's like, okay, I even if you have a good put, pitcher, if you don't have the best defense to back you up, then it's not going to make that much of it. I mean, yeah, you'll have some great. You have know, to throw innings. a perfect game every time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're me. <laughs> I'm the best pitcher of all time. What's <clears throat> up? JV birthed high. lit me up. I pitched once. How'd you do? Well, to put it in context, I was brought in because we were... You were positioned Actually, pitching. I was... Yeah, I was positioned <laughs> I was brought in two different times, actually. One, we were winning by a lot, and the other time we were losing by a lot, and they didn't want to waste bullpen arms, and I was like, yeah, put me in. I'll go fastball, and... Some change up. <laughs> it's gonna look like a fastball. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the underhand toss. How'd you do though? Did you have a good
0: ERA? Um, I did fine on air Now yeah, I think I was middle of the field after between the two. I did fair like, fine I pitched like an inning the first time and I it was fine. It was J V baseball. Against for, for birth at high school, against three A schools, two A schools, actually no three A. It semantics. was it was yes, I mean it doesn't matter. It was it went fine the first time, second time it didn't.
1: As pitching goes, did you see the Arenado to St. Louis Cardinals? Did you see that trade, mm-hmm. and we paid them. Yep, fifty million dollars. Yep, how much of a problem do you have to be that you get paid to leave and you get? the team who's taking you gets $50 million.
0: Pretty big problem. You gotta be
1: bitching. Yep. You gotta be yelling in somebody's ear.
0: You're screaming at the fucking owner.
1: Granted, I wouldn't have done it. Well, okay, I think there's like a couple ways to make him happy, right? Like, I mean, this is suddenly turned into a sports podcast, which is probably nothing. I mean, we watch a lot of sports. We know
0: but. just about as much about sports as we do about economics. <laughs> the and stock market, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly.
1: But like, I've you know, Aronado wants to win, right? He's like, the best third baseman playing right now, right. On a and half-assed so, team, and when he see, well, yeah, and what he's seeing is by management is undercutting the team. Oh, we're gonna get DJ LeMayhew to the Yankees. Oh, we're not gonna invest in pitching. We're gonna get a couple prospects. big hitters.
0: They're gonna get a couple of they. They pay for the sticks and they don't pay for defense in any way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, you know, it's just like to him. That's I would imagine as being the caliber of player that is. That's just. Yeah, you're going to choose somebody's job. So I feel like the better investment in which you could, you know, use the $50 million that doesn't just go to a team who took your best player, like how does that make sense? Like I don't even – I'm an athletics fan now. I don't even like the Rockies this year. (laughs) I'm against them. But, like, why don't you just take that $50 million and get a pitcher or take that $50 million and get a second baseman? Or a first baseman, because Taylor Murphy's out, right? So, oh, there's some holes to fill in the roster. Keep Arenado, keep Trevor Story, keep David Dahl. Oh, except he didn't do that, right? Like, or $50 million to keep David Dahl. Jesus Christ. Like, it's fine. Right. But instead, you paid $50 million to get rid of a player. Yep. Who already has, like, the biggest contract in baseball history other than Mike Trout. And Bryce Harper, like, how did he get that contract? Let's be honest but.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. I was a really big Bryce Harper fan for a while there, and I'm not.
1: Now you're rooting for his demise? Yeah. Look at that come around. He's just a – not a good guy. He calls memes memes, so <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need to do. You know Gutier- he's talked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a suit. Yeah. Just say He's a cop for sure. <laughs> and he doesn't actually hit that well, so like, why do I want to see him play?
0: Maybe not anymore, but he did. He hit pretty well.
1: He had, like, one good year, I think the dick riding year for sure for a lot of people and it was like now it's been like 240 every year right I mean it's not bad but no you can have a job but yep. you don't have a job for the money you get paid for right like that seems ridiculous to me <sighs> mm. should have stayed in a national
0: I was just watching who was it that he fought that he charged on the mound
1: oh I don't remember
0: I don't remember who the pitcher was but like <laughs> was <laughs> it was, Pittsburgh uh, I don't think it was Pittsburgh no I don't know who it was, but it was just like Harper throws his helmet at him and then swings on him. The pitcher ducks him and just clocks him. That's great. It was awesome. I was There's like, some yeah.
1: baseball fights that aren't good. Like you're like, you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, no
0: one landed a punch.
1: But the uh, the uh, fucking Odor and Batista fight. You ever see that one? Yeah. Yep. Odor clocks him. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's a real hit.
0: Well, it's always funny. Like, to Odor
1: st- knows how to punch somebody. <laughs> like- yeah, well, it's
0: always funny to see the, like, when the batter's just, like, talking shit and gets mad and starts charging the mound and the pitcher's just waiting for him. It's just like, okay, duck. Boom. Oh,
1: totally. So good. The uh classic, Who who is it? Don't mess with Tex. Nolan Ryan. Yeah. You remember that one? Yep. Put him in the headlock and just beat yeah. the shit out of him. Oh, it's great. That's, like... You still fly into Texas airports, and you see Nolan Ryan gear everywhere. Like, when we flew to Dallas two years ago for my cousin's wedding, dude, I'm serious. You got off the plane, and it was Nolan Ryan gear in every job. I was like, what? Still? Damn. <laughs> I guess there's a billboard, like, on one of the interstates into Texas, they, and it's that picture of Nolan Ryan with got the guy do in the headlock, and him punching it, and it says, don't mess with Texas. Yep. I was like, what? Well,
0: well, it's always fun. I mean, it's I think like this, the exhilarating part about baseball fights is like it's such a... Never happens. Yeah, it's like a non-confrontational sport, obviously. And then when it happens, it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, even in football, for that matter, it's like seeing people pop off in football, like a wide receiver and a corner, just getting after It's just... It's it's fun to see.
1: Do you think that they're like, you know, there's like... I want to
0: see a golf fight. <laughs> oh, that'd be <laughs> so good. Who would bad. fight? Bubba Watson? bubba watson and i would love to see kepka just not brooks him could in. kill someone oh god he's just a big fucking yeah, he's so strong yeah he should have played baseball not football but he could have played baseball
1: he should have bought someone that's what he should have done
0: just yeah playing on tour with bubba or no fucking patrick reed fuck patrick reed <laughs> Shout out patrick reed you can go fuck yourself what um,
1: about uh what about uh uh big boy drink scotch on the on the greens Daly. yeah what about a john daly fight big old heavyweight bout with john daly
0: (laughs) yeah i mean now daly would just be dick in the dirt but (laughs) back in his prime (laughs) i bet daly could throw some
1: fucking a shit
0: turn a guy to stone
1: (laughs) yeah he didn't care but i bet yeah as soon as, like, all
0: this crossover into
1: fighting, right, you've got, like, that NBA players coming into fights. Yeah. Know, like, with the Nate Robinson. Yeah. Do you think that any baseball player could do it? Like, there's football players who I would have no doubt coming into fighting. I'd be like, oh, damn, they could probably fight their way to top ten and never win well, a Football players are pretty
0: raw in the sense that, like,
1: Yeah, power. and They hit people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're making it's it's, it's a contact
0: sport, so they I think they stand a better chance than most other athletes. That's why
1: basketball like doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Baseball makes less sense to me. But do you think there could be any baseball player who could come in and just slug?
0: I think some of the Dominican guys. CC Sabathia. I think some of the Dominican guys (laughs) could come in there and they would brawl. I think that was part of their culture. (laughs) Oh, uh, in the upbringing of them anyway.
1: Luis Robert. You seen that kid? Yeah, that kid could pick up any sport. I don't care. Yeah, he could. He could be a. And champion. I just think like you got
0: like, any of like the. It's hard to say like in any sport you have like the. The roughneck, the. Whatever the goon of that sport.
1: Oh yeah, what do they call them in hockey? Goons, yeah. Yeah, the
0: goon in hockey, but you have like the goon of whatever sport could come in and definitely. Do some damage.
1: We should take some of the ice skates off fucking hockey players and put them in Oh, the dude.
0: The hockey players UFC. would be the most devastation. Of, uh, well, that and rugby players.
1: Oh, yeah. Alexander Volkanovsky played mm-hmm. rugby.
0: Yeah. But Brad I think
1: he probably lost his last fight against Holloway, But Whatever. He's fine. Brian Ortega. That's yeah. going to be a good fight. Cause who's... Brian or- uh,
0: Go ahead. Sorry. Who's Jake Paul fighting now?
1: Jake Paul is fighting Ben Askren. Askren. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. But
0: it's boxing. Yeah, right. it's boxing, not MMA.
1: I, I don't understand it. I don't look. If you're Ben I'm, Askren, how did that come up though? I okay. So what I think, I don't know. I don't know the full story. What I imagine is what happened is he's calling out Conor McGregor. He's calling out Conor McGregor. He's calling out Conor McGregor. He's calling out. He's not answering. He's calling out Dylan Danis. Dylan Danis. Danis isn't answering. Uh, and then he, the, I imagine somehow it just came along. It's like, well, what about Ben Askren? Ben's like. I'll fuck this kid up because Ben's a shit talker. Mm -hmm. Have you seen Ben hit pads? Yep. I saw a fucking video the other day. I'm like, you're dead. You're so slow. I hit faster than you.
0: I know it's like a part of the marketing tactic, but I mean, everybody wants Jake Paul to get his shit rocked in by whomever he fights. No.
1: Uh, Dude, not, not Ben Askren. It's not happening there. I don't believe it. Ben, look, Ben Askren is a really good wrestler. He crushed in Bellator. Right, but it's he bo- so it's boxing. but yeah. clocked in UFC. He had a couple good fights in UFC. Jorge Masvidal, remember? He was the flying knee. Mm-hmm. He's the one who took that one. Yep. <laughs> the fastest knockout in MMA history, but he cannot hit. And he's been out of it, and so he's trying to get back into shape. Like, he's got the probably the mental fortitude to win, but Jake Paul is young and fast and doesn't care. Uh, and they're not wrestling, which is like really what it comes down to. Because like if it was an MMA, like that's the thing. Like he was going on J- uh, Conor McGregor, and Conor McGregor would probably whoop his ass in boxing, no problem,
0: right? But if
1: I'm Conor McGregor, I'd say hey, i fight me in the UFC. Just a point. Well, I'm if I'm say- Ben Askren, I'd say hey, let's fight. Like, not in the UFC because Dana's never going to sanction a uh, an event like that. But like, why not though? Um, it's money. Yeah, I mean, if Dana's like in it for. Dana is in it for money, obviously. He but it's promoting one of it, it a business, is a very but...
0: it's a, it's still like a high grossing event. Like oh, I'm gonna, I love to watch that. Yeah, I don't I, know if I want to pay that much. But like but my original point was, I still think people want to see Jake Paul get his ass kicked.
1: Oh, they definitely they want to see Jake Paul get his ass kicked. They just chose the wrong guy to do it.
0: Right, right. But you ultimately, should. like I, I wish the McGregor. And Jake Paul fight would have happened because Dude, he
1: offered him forty
0: mil. I do or 50 want mil, fifty million. Yeah, I do want fucking Jake Paul to get his ass kicked. I
1: he's an easy guy to root it, against, is right? Is it
0: because he? Yeah, he is, and that's all part of his thing. I know. I know, like, I know he's an internet sensation, and I know he's like a promoter. Why are they famous anyway, though? But like, I don't understand. Because he he's made brother. what do they do? Him and Logan Paul made. Like grew up making like prank videos and stuff like that. Like so, they're just pranksters. Like just they were. Like, so I think they initially started on Vine when they were pretty young, and then or maybe it was because I don't know if they Jake were.
1: Jake is twenty three or twenty four, and
0: is Logan or Jake the older one? I thought Logan was the older one.
1: Logan's the older one. I think Logan's twenty six.
0: You know, like I think Logan's my our age, and is it is Jake it is, 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 is like 23, 24. I can, look, I can look. Um, but back to our point, I just, I mean. What they do is 24. they troll they troll they get money to troll they get troll to talk shit i mean i think initially they got money to do prank videos and stuff like that and oh logan
1: uh, paul versus uh floyd is post, uh postponed logan's all right or twenty five right now and his brother is
0: twenty two twenty three right i think
1: had yeah, twenty two or twenty three i thought there was twenty six and like twenty four but jake paul jake Paul jake paul Tell me more about but you. Like,
0: their job is to make you. No, Jake
1: Paul's 24. They're always twins, practically.
0: Oh, really? He's
1: January 17th, 1997.
0: And. They look the fucking exact same. They do.
1: And April 1st, 1995. They're not that far off.
0: But, I mean, their job is to troll everybody. And once. Uh, because they're pretty good fighters, <laughs> now their job is to troll every fucking big time. Um. The Floyd Logan makes way less sense. Why?
1: I, I just think that if you're Floyd Mayweather and you're worth how much money?
0: The highest-paid athlete in sports, pretty much. He used to make a hundred million dollars
1: every fight, fight like two or three times a year. Like he's probably close to a billion dollars. Right. You retired. You are the management team of some of the best fighters in the game right now. You know, um, Gervonta, or Gervonta, M, I'm not really sure how you say that, Davis, like, I think he does Devin Haney. He's got a ton of dudes on his roster. They're super good. who are making money. Like, what is the point of fighting a YouTuber? And, like, I and look, Will Floyd beat the fuck out of him. Yes, he will. I believe that when it comes down to the fight date who am I betting on Logan Paul because the payouts to be insane <laughs> but against that point Logan Paul is 6'2 200 pounds right Floyd Mayweather is 5'6 155 okay so yeah Floyd has all the training in the world and is the best ever but Logan has the puncher's chance and a big dude like that hits Floyd on accident Floyd's not been training I don't know hits him and he loses, and your career record goes to fifty-two and one, or fifty and one, or whatever the fuck it is,
0: to a YouTube star. Nonetheless. To a YouTube
1: star, man, dude. I don't think it's. I don't think the risk is worth it on Floyd Mayweather's part. No point. Let somebody young. Let Ryan Garcia <coughs> take that fight. You know, I mean, like Ryan. I mean, their homies actually, Ryan and Logan. Yeah, yep. So that's probably not gonna be a thing. But like, let somebody like let Tank Davis take that fight. Tank will beat the fuck out of him, and if he loses, no skin off Tank's back. Not really. Not in the same way. Because your legacy would be absolutely torched.
0: Yeah, but when you're that big and someone calls you out and for enough money, it's like Yeah, but Connor
1: didn't do it. I mean Connor
0: Yeah, but Connor doesn't have a clean record. What I'm saying is right. when, when so you're when I you're think f- it
1: actually means less to Connor than it does to Floyd. What does Floyd have to prove is what I'm asking. And why is he doing it? I why is record, he putting I, I, this on, on the line? Why for this? Because Why think, for
0: him? I think Floyd, okay, so you have a, what is it, 50 and 50? I think it's 50 and zero.
1: Uh, it's, it's zero for
0: sure, but yeah. it's a 50 or fifty whatever and zero, zero. Like whatever that? absurd amount of fights and zero, you're the best boxer in the world, objectively, and you get called out by a YouTube 50-0. sensation. 50 yeah, and Okay, yeah. so if you're 50 and you get called out by a YouTube sensation who's has a, you know, whatever, pretty high net worth, not compared to Floyd Mayweather, but still a pretty high net worth. They make a lot of money, man. Um, I think at that point it's like, well, I got. The risk is a lot more than obviously him fighting Conor, or than uh, Jake Paul p- fighting Conor. But I think it's a pride thing for Floyd, right? Like but he
1: why there's no pride. Like it's not prideful. It's not like it's fucking. Uh, it's not like. If some guy goes running through the lightweight division and ends up one, and is like, Khabib, fucking fight me. Because Khabib has to prove a point at that point, right? Because this guy might just come smash through the lightweight division. Yeah, but he doesn't look like a bitch to a YouTuber. That's the thing. It'd be like, it's almost the same. Like, Jake Paul has, sorry, Logan Paul has slightly more training in boxing than I do. Right. And me calling out Floyd. I mean obviously I don't have the clout, but it's like the same skill level. Like it doesn't mean anything in boxing terms. Why does it matter that this guy is a YouTuber, right? Like I don't
0: think it matters, but at the end of the day they're entertainers.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean they, it's gonna be entertaining. They're entertainers. Do I want to watch it? A big, Hell yeah.
0: It's gonna be a big fight. It's gonna be a very high grossing fight. And I think
1: Well, they postponed it because it wasn't they were trying to do a presale on it. So if like you and I wanna buy it right now, like it's twenty bucks, and if we wanna buy a day the fight's gonna be seventy. So we should actually probably buy it today.
0: But when is it postponed until?
1: They're just putting it off to do more like pre sales. Oh, okay. Because it's like if they're trying to do it by, like a when week. When was I it think. supposed to happen? February twenty third, I think.
0: Oh shit. So Or twenty
1: second, so two weeks.
0: Something yeah, like I, March I, now. Honestly it's fighting so anything can happen.
1: That's not a puncher's chance, man.
0: Like if Logan were to get him in a clinch and hit him with a uppercut, Somehow, yeah. then he's gonna be wobbling for sure. If not knocked out. But all I'm saying is, like, yeah, Floyd has a lot to lose as far as, like, his record. But the money is going to be good, one. Two, I think he's just going to be like, I'm not going to let some YouTuber talk shit about finding a professional boxer. I've been doing this. This is my career. I'm not going to let some little, sh- like, 26-year-old shit come in and try and punk me. I, I see that I think point. I, I feel like, like, trying to prove a point, like, trying to dominate, you know, Whomever, like, yeah, like, I won't be able to knock out a heavyweight boxer, but if some little fucking, if some 200-pound shit comes in, like, thinking, oh, because he hits heavy bags and he hits the speed bags and he does it for workouts and stuff like that, thinks he can knock me out, well, he's dead fucking wrong. Because, ultimately, I think Floyd, along with Connor, but Connor obviously didn't take the fight with Jake, but I'm just saying, you know, it's ego, like, I think I think Floyd has a huge ego. I know Floyd has a huge ego, and he's just like, uh, no, I'm not going to let this shit happen.
1: Can you pause it? I gotta pee. Yeah, I guess the ego thing I don't fully understand. Like, I have an ego. Don't get me wrong. I think everybody does. But, like, an ego that large that you have to prove something so menial to the world. I don't know.
0: I don't necessarily think it's to the world. I think it might be to himself.
1: Why? And, yeah, he's we all nervous. we
0: all have egos, right? But when you're 50, a 50-0 boxer, still – I imagine your ego bigger. I imagine it's quite a bit bigger. And I imagine that when you're still in fighting shape, and it's not like he's an old man by any means. And he no, still no. It's like, not like
1: trying to watch Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. come back and fight. Right.
0: It, I think it's a little bit different. I think he's like, you know, if – I. physically can do this and I'm in the right state to do it then why not prove my point
1: would you do that with anything
0: what would your ego drive you to do not a lot I don't have a huge ego I mean street fighting maybe but you don't even fight though not anymore (laughs) down the street (laughs) but uh, maybe not ego as much as pride, but if, like, a big fucking dude comes okay, up to me. Okay, was the difference, though? Um, I think ego is more like I can't handle this myself. I can't, like, you know, I couldn't handle me getting my ass kicked to myself, I, at least the way I see it. With pride, it's more like I can't have my friends watch me get punked. Wait, run that back home. Okay, so, like, what I see ego as is, like, how the world sees you. Or oh, like okay, pride, okay. pride like how pride, you see you, or uh, ego is how you see you versus okay. pride, how your friends or peers see how you, how the
1: world perceives you. Okay.
0: Um, and so like for me, I guess my my ego, either ego or pride, would be. You know what it would drive me to do is, I mean, to put it in reference, you remember the remember when we were at a, Bondi and that guy came up and like, wanted to arm wrestle for a beer. I did that.
1: Do you remember that? What? I did this to you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I was yeah.
0: literally thinking about it. I was like, "Oh,
1: okay, I think I know where this is going." I was like, "Do you want to tell the story? Or you want me to?" Um, go ahead. You're a better storyteller. <laughs> uh, maybe. Thanks, though. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> stroke, stroke my ego. Uh, this guy walks up to us in Bondi, and he's like, "I, th- I don't. Do you think he was broke and was just fucking around, like, cause he needed somebody to buy him a beer?" And he's, like, a big cowboy, or do you think he was just doing this to punk people? I don't really know. He was wearing overalls, though. (laughs) I honestly think he was broke and, like, needed beers, right? Uh, And he walks up to me, and, like, I'm not that big of a dude. This guy was not, like, big, but, like. Stronger than me. Yeah. I could tell. And I was, like, he's, like, I'll wrestle you for a beer. And I'm, like, nah, but that guy won't say no. And I point at you. And he's like, bro, arm wrestling for me. yeah, dude, Nick, prove it. (laughs) Like, it just, like, egged you on and, like, got everybody in on it. So everybody's watching you. I knew that you wouldn't lose. Like, I knew it in my gut. Like, what as soon as I everyone was like, he will not lose because all of his friends are watching him right now. It is not happening. And there was girls there.
0: I'm not losing in front of girls or my friends. I think you were single at the time. No, I was. Is that, like,
1: during the the break? The break,
0: yeah, the break with Ashley and I. And there was girls watching, and I was like, i won't lose i knew it i
1: knew it too my god i was like this poor bastard like he won't do it and this man thinks he's gonna win and he's not gonna win you guys were arm locked for like five minutes dude you guys are like well it he, wasn't that long It felt like that long. but like
0: long. i that, that's the, the thing about it though like i was <clears throat> i shouldn't say stronger than him and i looked stronger i looked stronger than him like i had better whatever
1: he rolled up in overalls. He had farmer strength, bro. He was yeah, like exactly. Hay- he was talking hay bales. Like, he was, the day, he was a
0: bigger guy than I was, ultimately. But, like, at the end of the day, I was just like, I don't want to lose in front of my friends. And so I didn't. But, and that it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, if it's a whole different story. Like, so my pride gets in the way. If we're in a bar fight, despite the time I was fucked up and the guy just cleaned me in the back of the head and not knocked even your my fault ass <laughs> not
1: even your fault you just got hit and i was but, like what are you gonna do
0: yeah um but on so on a normal in a normal situation if i were to get in a bar fight i wouldn't ever let myself lose like i'm confident and i've been in this situation before where if he, if he socks me in the face and i'm stumbling if it's in the bar i'm saying we're taking this outside and we're going to finish it <laughs> Because
1: I would give myself a second, like, <laughs> yeah. on the walkout. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pull myself up, and then uh, we're going to go outside and finish this off. I don't want to be – like, I'm not going to be done until you knock me the fuck, like, clean out. So, to answer your question, I think that's the only time my ego slash pride would get in the way. Ego, maybe, to answer the question solely based on my ego, I don't know. Because I don't know what my ego – Does it drive you at all?
1: Like, like when you're at work, you're like, damn, I gotta get this sales to this fucking yeah. Actually,
0: yeah. So it does. Like, so there's, there's a few guys that have started at. So there's a guy who got brought on with me, and my drive is to constantly beat him in sales. That's ego, right? I think it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not for anyone else's benefit, but my own. Right. As far as reputation goes, yeah. Like, fuck you, like. Right, and so I will be better than you. But then there's another guy who just got brought in who's years older than me, but is fucking mad connected. He just knows a ton of people. Like, just, so he's a Was former, he in sales before or something? Or? So he's a former golf pro. and That doesn't help. he also, his family owns, like, a diaper manufacturing company. Weird. Weird industry, I know, but. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Either way, the guy is super. Who is the f- guy who's
1: like, hey, I want to manufacture diapers? And yeah. All well, so like the thing is, think, I'm pretty
0: sure his family manufactures cloth diapers. Even weirder. Which is even, but they're well off.
1: Yeah, I mean, I imagine there's a lot of holistic bombies
0: out right, there. Right, yeah. Like, but either way. <laughs> so My kid doesn't wear
1: silica <laughs> in her diaper. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So anyway,
0: this guy's super well connected, and he already has a fucking $300,000 sale like about to be in the books. And I it drives me insane. How old is he? I think he's in his early 40s.
1: So, and he was a golf pro first?
0: yeah and so like
1: imagine if you're a golf pro man like especially the guys you're servicing dude you got to be you meet guys
0: right but my thing is okay so one of our other producers the this guy that's been there for like i think maybe going on four or five years now um his name's sean shout out sean penny you're a fucking pimp pimp he came to colorado and he was a former golf pro in california but same with this guy dave merrill the newer. he was in california new guy yeah
1: Oh, I thought he was here. Like I was like, if you're here, no, 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 man, no. Like if you're so like both golf these pro guys, fucking Tarmigan or something. Both these
0: golf pros that PFS hired on are from California, or uh, were golf pros in California anyway. Oh, okay. But Sean Penny pretty much started from scratch. Like he just fucking was cold calling and cold calling and cold calling. Like he built himself up, and he's a fucking man. Like I respect the shit out of him. He is just like knows his shit. Dave Merle, I respect the shit out of as well. But, again, it's like new agent coming in, he's my competition now. Right, right, Like, we're not competing because we're both driving sales or PFS, but I'm still competing with him mentally in my mind. But the guy is so well-connected, and he is, like, he's, like, way better at, like. Schmoozing? Yeah. Like, he's way better at socializing and.
1: But by that token, right, so we're talking about ego. And ego holding you back. Sorry, not holding you back. Driving you to be better than these guys. Right, is so ego holding you back in this situation because like what did you say the first dude's
0: name was Kelly Dave No the other guy Kelly Sean Sean Kelly so you said Sean Penny Sean yeah that's what I said You said Sean Kelly No I said First you said Penny. Kelly and then you <laughs> said Sean Kelly <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway um like Sean Kelly is his Sean Penny Sean fucking <laughs> Kelly <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Shout out Sean Sean Penny. Shout shout out Kelly Slater. Uh, Shout out Sean Penny. Is Sean Penny's ego. It drives him to succeed? Yes. But is it not in his way because he's willing to cold call people day in and day out and make those mistakes? And does that hold you back where your ego drives you to succeed? But also you feel, and you've mentioned this to me previously, but like you feel uncomfortable in your ability to reach out to clients or to follow up or whatever. And just because, and I don't, I don't know if this is true. I'm kind of speculating here. Just because it feels like it's breaking social norms or perhaps you don't feel like you're capable of doing it. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that, but I'm just curious if your ego ties into it in that same regard, right? It's the, the flip that side it plays into
0: my failure as much as it does my success. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think it absolutely does. I mean, nobody wants to go into a fucking account and be like, Hey,
1: I sell insurance. Fuck you. Yeah. No oh, one wants to okay, take that loss. Bad.
0: Yeah. No one wants to take that loss. And I definitely think my ego like I have not mastered the effect of leaving my ego at the door when I'm walking into a place and getting told to fuck off because I've been told to fuck off, literally two times, <laughs> Both and and, perfect, and I've right? been passively told to fuck off a hand, like more times than I can count now, and it's just
1: that's got to be a lot of sales though, right? Like,
0: what do you mean? It's like, just the
1: industry that you're in, sales. I mean, I feel like sales oh no, yeah,
0: yeah, no, absolutely, it's absolutely sales. It's not insurance.
1: You're trying to take my money. <laughs>
0: It's like, I mean, half the time you expect I, what I think is, okay, these guys either have a relationship with their current broker or their current agent, or they just don't want anybody fucking walking into their business and doing this shit. Cause like I've walked into a handful of businesses that have the no soliciting sign on them. I'm like, you know I'm like, ah, fuck. Okay. I'm really I, I guess listening. I'm, yeah, I guess absolutely. I'm just going it's in some business. So Sean took it to a whole nother level where he would walk in the back door. Oh, of businesses like no like he'd walk in the front door get told to fuck off walk in the back door where the decision maker is and go in there and, and try and give him his feel well i don't have that i don't have those balls i think sean his ego is like to drive himself to make as like you know much sales as possible but he can check that at the door when it comes down to i need to at the end of the day i need to fucking get in there and make money you know right and, yeah. and so for me it's like I'm still.
1: He's like, I got bills to pay, motherfucker, and my bills come first. Yeah, exactly. My but ego come second.
0: That's thing, like, I, like I have bills to pay. Like I, I'm sure I was just in the position that Sean yeah, was when he started. True.
1: But do you think was Sean on commission when he started? Because you're, or sorry, sorry,
0: he was in the same. He was in the same boat I was. Like so we you, both, we you nev- both started off at your salary right, we, and then you take over commission. Right. We both did not have a step up on each other when we were in our starting positions. I will say. To toot my own horn here, that I have got more sales in the time that I've been at Ptarmigan than Sean did his first two years. But also, after his first two been years... you've
1: PFS, you mean? You said Ptarmigan.
0: Oh, yeah. the time <laughs> Also, I've, I sold a <laughs> shit ton of
1: drinks to Ptarmigan, so suck a butt. The
0: time I've been at PFS, like, from my beginning time, I've sold more than
1: Sean. Hey, shout out Ptarmigan Country Club. Yo, If we're, they're not sponsors yet, but...
0: Oh, they'll be a huge if sponsor. You
1: need a, if you need a golf club to be a part of, Ptarmigan <laughs> Country Club.
0: It's... Fair priced It's privately owned By one guy So you're not dealing with Bureaucratic bullshit And Shout out Stacy Who I Made up last episode Everyone there is just Fucking baller Everyone's there Everyone there is cool
1: now Who's the fucking barber Who uh
0: Oh Um What's his name
1: Tatted up Dresses to the nines yeah, Always the has a bitty with him When he goes golfing. the his name He's I, he started. Uh, he was a, He became a member like towards the end of my time there. Yeah. And he's um, a bad motherfucker, dude. I can tell. I'm like, no other country club has a dude like this. That's how I know that Tarbagan is fine.
0: I'm texting Owen right now. What his name is? Yeah. Dude, he
1: rip shots of vodka. Like who? He drinks vodka straight. Sorry, yep. I shouldn't say he rip shots. Who rips shots? Everybody rips shots of vodka at some point, but this guy drinks vodka normally. Like, we'll sip vodka. I'm like, damn. What is this guy, a Russian?
0: No, he's a, he's a pretty cool guy. I golf with him.
1: Is he cool? I've never golfed with him, but he seems yeah, like cool. Yeah,
0: he's pretty cool. Um, He is pretty cool. I won't say anything else for the fear of slandering him.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't know him well enough to slander him. We just slander our friends. Yeah, exactly yeah okay but so i guess it's just the growing pains of being at the starting place in your position where it feels like maybe you're you're uh well, treading water but right i mean you're, you're actually not you're you're doing well in comparison right you said you're you're doing right, more yeah. in than, comparison. Uh, sean doing, penny
0: i said it right you did say it right you didn't say sean kelly you're doing um, yeah i am doing well in comparison to sean penny uh my first for my first year you almost
1: had a year right now right
0: yeah, I'm at a year uh I think tomorrow. Hey, congratulations. Um but shots, the thing is shots, like Sean and, and, and but Sean is Sean has put in so much more prospecting and cold calling like I said walking in back doors yeah, and but doing since then, the nitty gritty right? like th- now. No, like but like when he was at my stage, right? I haven't been putting nearly as much work and Sean now Ooh, okay. is paying the benefits of putting in that work that was like no one wants to do.
1: But if you're doing better without doing that, I imagine that your success can still continue. I, right. Yeah, right. I, I,
0: in some ways that bullies
1: people, you know, for sure. Like if I had a dude, like I've I had a novelty I've bought produce from these people. I had this dude roll up to the restaurant and he'll knock on the back door and it's like dishwater comes and it's like, "Oh, this guy here is trying to He's trying to buy produce. Or trying to sell you produce? I'm like, it's 7 o'clock on a Tuesday. What the fuck is this? He's like, yeah, no, we were picking late, you know, and I, I just got produce. And I'm like, yeah, uh, here, what do you have? He's like, oh, yeah, come check it out. And he's fucking parked in the parking lot and just opens the back of his fucking Subaru hatchback. Yep. And he's got a trunk full of produce. And I bought it off him because I'm like, A, it's good produce, but B, it's like... Good on you. Good on you. But I imagine to other people, it's like... He's not very pushy, him, but I imagine if somebody... Just just to walk in and say, hey, I want to quote you on insurance. It would be like, I imagine there's a fair amount of pushover people out there who are like.
0: Okay, give me a quote. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That's the thing is like with with insurance, it's not like produce where it's like I have the product right here. It's more like, okay, let me quote you on my insurance. And they can always just be like, and like I would say 90. Nah, I'm good. 95% of the people will be like, okay, quote me. And then. Oh no, we don't like that. Or, and this happens to me every single day is I call on an account or I call on a prospect and then I say, Hey, listen, um, I'm only gonna take up 30 seconds of your time. I saw that you are insured with so-and-so. I think, you know, we can beat their prices or which I I never try and sell them price. I really try and stay away from that. But I'll say, I think you know, you're underinsured or you're overinsured. I think you could be paying this, or I think you might need this. And if the person's a pushover, they'll say, "Okay, yeah, like, uh, give me a call back in November when my insurance is up." I'll say, "Okay," so I give them a call back in November, and then they never pick up because they know who I am. Or I stop in and they say, "Oh, sorry, we already signed," even though I know
1: you should just change your phone over.
0: I should. Well, and so that's why Just I like try regular. I try and call prospects from my phone and my office phone. Oh, okay, okay. So I try and switch it up. But, like, my thing is, like, I don't want to trick people into buying insurance from me. What about cold on them and then, and then walking in? I do that. Okay. I every I single time. Like, or walk in
1: and then call them so they don't have anything on record. So
0: normally I start with an email and then I give a phone call. And if I still don't get to the decision maker, I walk in and then I ask. And then sometimes I even... Tell a white lie saying, Oh, yeah, he wanted to talk to me because we were talking about insurance a few I months ago. And then that's only worked th- three times. <laughs> She's like, uh, I'm still going to ring him. Yeah. It's worked three times where I've gotten in front of the decision maker. Two of the times I froze up and wasn't able to deliver the speech that I intended your elevator pitch yeah exactly i wasn't able to give the pitch that i intended i think you
1: just you know there's definitely growing pains here and I right think i mean and, and, and by this time next year dude it's not even gonna right. be right well that's the thing like having. i don't
0: i don't know i think at this point i don't i'm not as fluent enough as i'd like to be in insurance jargon so i can't like not even insurance jargon just like picking out stuff that i think might need work Versus like Sean, who can go in and say, okay, well, if your insurer's is doing this or like, let me take a look at your policy. Oh, well, I see you're insured for this limit. Um, I think that we can get you the same limit for a little bit less money, or I think you're underinsured. I think that you have these exposures, these exposures and these exposures, and you're not, you know, your advisor's not properly guiding you. And, I think that'll that'll definitely come with time. That definitely comes with practice and like walking in and telling people that. But um, boy, Hattie, <laughs> at the same rate, it's just like, you know, I know I'll get to that point where I'm comfortable enough about talking about insurance to where I can go into somewhere and at least have a better conversation than I have now. Sure. Like when Ben, the guy who was hired on at the same time as me, walk into a place together. Shit, we went prospecting i think it was june or july and we were in longmont and we walked in and we both kind of like froze up i was like um i'm with i'm with ben ben what are you who are you (laughs) with (laughs) i was like i'm with bank of uh pinnacle pinnacle financial services uh we sell insurance do you need insurance (laughs) the guy's just like i've had an insurance guy for 50 fucking years i'm not dropping him now i'm like fair enough okay bye (laughs) tell me when he dies (laughs) didn't didn't even leave him a card (laughs)
1: Nah, I mean it's a guy like that, for sure. <laughs> you walk in and the guy's already staring at you, he's ready yeah, to
0: know. Like, oh. like, especially with the no soliciting people, like the people who have no soliciting on their doors, like there was one time when Ben and I were prospecting in Fort Collins and I walked into this uh electrical contractor's building. It said no soliciting and I look at Ben and I was like, Should we go in? And he was like Yeah, I mean like what's the worst I can do? And I was like, sure. So do I walked Did you walk just drive in.
1: business to business? Is this how this works? Like you, uh, could sometimes. you like stop
0: at every business down college? So, if basically what I do is when I'm driving by, I I write down the name of every thing I see on a truck. Like you know, if like you see someone with a truck and they have a business on it, I yeah, write it just, down. Just write it down. Yeah. And Then I go call on the home of the company, assuming that it's not just like their mobile residence. Company, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And, and if it is, fuck them. I've not go work home with you. gotten one win from that. My win, my, all my wins have come from referrals. Or Collins? I feel like...
1: I mean, it sounds like from what you've told me, you've always, you've done a a good job of building your business through referrals, right? Like you were telling me a story about the guy who wanted uh, private health insurance for his company. Mm-hmm. And you quoted him on it and you called back and you're like, dude, look, man, I'm, I'm at, I can't tell you this. Not in good conscience. Will right. I? Yep. Will I sell you this? In fact, I won't sell you this. And I think that's what's going to lead to success definitely in the long term.
0: No, it absolutely will. Like, I mean,
1: so you got to do these cold calls because you, you'll win a couple of those in the meantime. Right. But most of these guys are going to be like, hey, yo, dude, you're starting a business? Damn, all right, cool. Look, I know the guy. He's going to sell you insurance. He's a real straight shooter.
0: Yep. He's, the, I, he's the Catholic Church of Insurance, dude. Yeah. He's going to tell you. And I think that's what's going to – yeah, no, I agree. I think it'll pay off for me in the end being honest and straightforward with – our customers. And again, that's the way I was trained. Like my boss and even the president of the company, Dave Jansen, shout out Dave Jansen. Um, they're not like, they're like, Hey, go in there. If they don't need like what you're offering, if they don't need PFS, then don't sell them it. Like you have nothing left to lose. It's more like I've already said, no, it's more like if you can point out what they could be doing with PFS and like what PFS could help them with, then absolutely help them. But, okay, so say if someone's with our direct competitor, which is Flood and Pete. What? Uh, flood and Pete. Flood and Peterson is another flood insurance company. Flood
1: and Peterson. Flood and Peterson. I thought you were saying Flood, N, like the letter N. Pete. Oh. Pete. No. Flood, ampersand, Flood and Pete. Yeah. We will beat the prices. Flood, like a- ampersand,
0: Peterson. So say if I'm competing with, like, one of them, and I walk into an account, I take a look at their policy, and I can't, like, you know, it's airtight. I can't find anything that we could write better.
1: I hey, look, Flood P's got and it. Then
0: I'm no, I will never fucking try and sell you. I'd be like, Oh well I would never like lie to get a sale. I would never try and upsell someone. I will give them exactly what they need. What I think they need.
1: Right. I think that ethics will always come right, back exactly. to you in your favor because
0: Well and I've had a count like the deal I lost the fucking hundred and whatever ten the thousand you were about Like, yeah, exactly. The ago? one that really sucked to lose my first really big loss. Um, you know the the guy I, I told him I was like, you know what, I can't beat that price. I can't because the broker that I was competing with was Brown and Brown, and they're one of our main competitors as well in Northern terrible Colorado. Insurance names, yeah. Well, no, it's insurance. Why don't you guys do like uh, it, the name is fitting to the industry. Eagle Fang Karate, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> it's insurance.
1: <laughs> Eagle Fang <thing> Insurance. <laughs>
0: I'd buy from them. Yeah, <laughs> these guys are memeing me. I no, they, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> It, it, it's best to make the name more boring than the actual industry. <laughs> Draws them in, you see? Yeah, exactly. So they're like, oh, PFS, that sounds like shit. Oh, you sell insurance? Well, that's a little more interesting than PFS because I don't even know what PFS is.
1: <laughs> what is it again? Pinnacle Financial Services? Yeah.
0: Because Pinnacle Bank is like the owner of I don't PFS. Care. Yeah. <laughs> <But laughs> Any hooser.
1: Whenever I open a business, I'll buy from you.
0: Anyway, like hey. I was competing with and Brown on this big deal. <laughs> And basically it, it seemed like a slam dunk, honestly. Like, so basically these, this, this brokerage couldn't write the insurance that we could anymore because they lost their contract with the carrier, which was, uh, Amwins or no, what was it? No, it wasn't Amwins. It was, uh, whatever it was. I don't fucking, I forget. Don't worry about it. dude. Yeah. Don't worry about (laughs) it. Um, but anyways, so. They lost their contract with these guys and these guys had had their contract contract with this certain carrier for a long time and they were pretty much the only uh, standard market carrier that could write their business. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, it's pretty much a slam dunk because they can't compete with like anything that we're doing right now because we have a contract with this carrier and they don't. Well, then the broker went into the excess market, which I'm not going to go into what that means, but they went into a different market. You're definitely going to need your own podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so they went into a different market, uh, non-standard market, and got a way better price with, I think, if I had to guess, I haven't seen the policy, but not as good a coverage. But ultimately, when you're their broker for however many years, you take it. You take it. Yeah. But this guy, again, this guy was, like, super appreciative of all the work I put in, you know, because I put in, like, a lot of hours trying to get this fucking deal done. And ultimately, he didn't take it, and that's the business. And I just think – I have to think, like, and he reiterated this to me. He was like, listen, I know he's like, you know, I – They came back with a better price. I'm on price point right now. I have to, like, look good in front of the board. But you were honest with me. You told me you couldn't beat their prices. You told me, you know, whatever. And so, like, him and I are still on speaking terms, and that's what it's all about. I mean, like, you're doing business with these big dick swingers, and ultimately, if you can't beat the price point they're getting, you're still going to win on some other ones, like, by referral.
1: How does it feel to you— to be learning the industry that you were learning. That's not an accurate portrayal of what I'm trying to ask you. Um, How does it feel to find something that is engaging you every day from your perspective? Because Shamrock, you worked for previously. Like, for some reason, Mm -hmm. you went to sales. Why did you go into sales? We can start there if you want. Let's Um, let's let the people get to know you, Nick. (laughs) That's your guess. Let's start there.
0: I went into sales because, I mean – for someone like me who i don't have a lot of other skills you're selling
1: yourself short first and foremost
0: okay maybe i am but i you know i get along with people for the most part people like me and so for (coughs) me sales is the next best you know you know was like the next step after college right Right. like i didn't want to go into some fucking boring ass financing job i didn't want to go into some boring ass uh supply chain management i wanted to go in something where i could
1: Go around, meet people. Right. Go around,
0: meet people, work on my own schedule. And like I'm working on my own schedule right now, but I go into the office five days a week and I put in my fucking work. And then even when I'm not in the office, I'm putting in work and I'm networking and I'm doing all this stuff that I need to do. Right. And to me, that's like that's the winning aspect of the position where I don't find my like when I find myself talking to people, I tell them about what I do. And then I give them a business card and I. You know, I give my little spiel, but I don't feel like that's like work for me. I feel like that's just like part of your life now. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it it, it probably seems douchey to most people. I'll be honest. Like when I'm talking, having a conversation with a guy at a bar in Fort Collins, and I'm like, hey, here's my business card. If you ever have any insurance needs, give me a call.
1: Bryce said the same thing because Bryce Baker, shout out Bryce Baker. Mm -hmm. Bryce does, you know, real estate. And he said the same thing. He's like, dude, I, I was sick of people just thinking that I'm some sort of
0: Ocean Beach bro. Right. It's like,
1: you look the part, <laughs> yeah, you sound exactly. the part, but he's, you know, because he'd heard from several people. It's like, man, I thought you were just some bro. And then I started talking to you and it's not the case. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah like, I mean, it's, a, it's not.
0: And Bryce is so fucking smart that it's like, it, it definitely sounds good coming from him when you're talking about real estate. Right.
1: Yeah. But same kudos to you. Like, don't sell yourself short. All
0: right, man? I mean, I'm not, but like. What I'm saying is, okay, like, when, when Bryce talks about it, he's probably a lot more intricate. When I'm talking about insurance, I'm like, listen, you need insurance. Yeah. No why would what, you be more intricate than no that? No matter what you do, you need insurance, right? All I'm saying is give me a call if you have any questions and if you have any concerns about your current policy and stuff like that. Like, like the typical— Why would like, you
1: be more intricate than and that? It, why? And That's my question. Just to
0: sound, you know, more— I want to sell you on a policy, <laughs> and your premium is blah blah blah, yeah. and if your deductible is gonna be, it's like, dude, I don't give a shit. I mean, you're, I mean, you're right, yeah. Like, I mean, like, why would I be more? I have to dumb it down for people who don't know as much about right, insurance as I do. You understand the ins and outs of yeah. what you're doing, but. um, but at the same rate, like people, I mean, a lot of, I'm at that point. I'm 25, and so I walk into a business, and generally, the owner is probably either really old or in his 40s. So older than we are older than we are. And so that's like where the biggest obstacle I run into is that a lot of people don't take me seriously because I am 25, but I still know I'm going to come out like, and you know, again, my, the company I work for is just fucking incredible because they just are like, listen, they might not take you seriously, but the fact is they're going to be out of the fucking company in 10 years. Max. When you have those younger people coming in, when you have the thirty year olds coming in, when you have people your age coming in, you're gonna be the guy they, they go to. Right. You're gonna be the, the guy like the guy who takes over that electric company that you got kicked out of. They're gonna be like, Oh, well, if he, you know, shows tenacity and keeps calling on us and stuff like that, eventually you're gonna get that win. Which right. is like, the motiva- this guy reminds me of me. Right. And and that's the motivating part about it for me, is that I know at some point I'm gonna be one of the honest ethical young guys that comes in and says, Hey, I've been calling on this count for six years now. I think you could benefit from what I have, you know, fast forward five years from now. And I'm dealing with someone my age or maybe like a little bit older. And they're like, you know what? You're young. My old guy doesn't even stay in touch with me. Cause I've seen that with like the guy that I inherited accounts from.
1: I followed him on Twitter and he didn't follow me. <Yeah>.
0: The guy that I inherited most of my accounts from, or t- some of my accounts from, like none of them knew he was retiring. He was never he in touch with you them. told him? No, never told him. Like I called on every single one of them to let them know, hey, I'll be handling, I'll be your main point of contact now. And like, oh, I didn't know he was retiring. I was like, yep. And just to be clear, I'll be a little bit more in touch than Jack was, whether you like it or not. <laughs> because
1: I apologize on yeah. Jack's behalf. I don't know why, but
0: no like jack yeah i mean jack fucking he was He's already guy. he was retiring he was retired what's
1: like, jack's last name
0: uh holt shout out
1: jack holt shout out jack holt okay but back so back to the original question
0: how does it feel to be engaged
1: in an industry that challenges me yeah uh, that challenges yeah. you as an adult like because you asked me that about cooking why don't i choose cooking there's my answer
0: Well, if I'm being honest, I fell into insurance by happenstance, right? Like I knew Dave Jensen, but honestly... But
1: like you were in the hospitality industry and you cooked food and you sold alcohol and then you sold food like as a distributor, as a salesperson, Mm -hmm. right? And you hated it. There's not a day you went by where you didn't complain about it. You actually enjoy doing what you're doing. So yeah, that's what I'm curious. How does it feel to actually be engaged in something that you're doing?
0: It feels great, like, to be, I mean, to be honest, I'm still at that point where I'm learning, but I look at my operations manager, Kyle, shout out Kyle Dufford, and so, he, like, thoroughly enjoys what he's doing. Like, even after he retires, he's still going to do consultant work, and...
1: Right, oh yeah, you were talking about him after we actually shut off the podcast last time.
0: Right, and so, I just think, like, it, maybe insurance isn't even my thing lifelong sure but right now it's so like interesting because it's like it's almost like law like the like what i'm in it's very it's hand in hand yeah it's like it's it's a lot of word semantics like basically like okay like you're looking at contracts and breaking them down and saying okay hey this is means this this means this so it's like a lot of like my job is honestly looking through a fucking 150 page policy sometimes And saying, okay, well, this is where you have no coverage. This is where you have coverage and stuff like that. And I think it's, it challenges me every single day. Like, there's not a day that I've worked at PFS where I'm like, oh, God, like, this is so boring. This is so redundant. This is so whatever. And I think that's the thing. Like, I'm constantly chasing the next customer. I'm constantly trying to, you know, get a pay raise. And I think that's what I like about it. It's like, it's, I get to talk to people one, and whether they fucking hate me or they love me, it's just challenging. Like, Do you I feel, I feel sorry for anybody who goes into sales and has thin skin, like very, a very weak backbone.
1: I feel sorry for anybody who has a weak backbone, period, whether it's sales right, or not. Right.
0: But, you know, like going into an account and getting told to get the fuck out, it hurts. But at the end of the day, it's just like, well, I'll call on him again next month or uh, <laughs> next year.
1: <laughs> we'll try this again.
0: Yeah. Like oh, I'm going to wear him. Like I full, I have full intention of going back to those accounts in birth at my hometown where I got told to fuck off twice and talking to them again.
1: It'd be hilarious if you actually knew the owners and they hadn't like recognized. You oh, I hadn't know. Seen in yeah. That'd be like, awesome. Why don't you go fuck yourself? I was like, it's Nick Vanderlin. Was like, oh, oh,
0: oh. <laughs> You saw the dark side of me, <laughs> but I think ultimately it's the, it's the competition. Like you want to,
1: yeah. That's, I was going to ask you: Do you think you could feel uh, productive or as fulfilled in anything that challenges you?
0: I mean, probably. That's, but I think sales is the best industry. Sales ever. of,
1: but uh, sorry, not just necessarily sales, but also like sales of insurance, like more fine than that. Do you think sales of shooting off the hip bicycles if it was challenging would engage you in the same way or sales of i don't know connex boxes i don't know what, what people do, everything
0: but that's a hard question i mean to be honest okay so if i'm selling a bicycle versus insurance
1: <laughs> bicycles <laughs> and connex boxes are s- what i come up with like jesus
0: Christ. if i'm selling a bicycle it's like hey this bicycle <laughs> has shocks it's red yeah <laughs> and you should buy it from me. I feel like, I don't know. With insurance, it's so more intricate and so technically based that... They have to have Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have to have a bicycle. Every operating business needs, at the very least, some form of insurance, probably general liability insurance. Okay, so... And to go in there and convince someone that my insurance is better than the other mm -hmm. is a very, very, very hard, like, challenging task. On the other hand, if someone walks into a bicycle shop and says, like, they're, they're in there with the full intention of purchasing a bicycle at some point in time, mm-hmm. whether that's from you now or whether that's from a competitor six years from now, if you're basing that, like, and that's the thing, like, bicycles have, a bicycle is a bicycle. Bicycle, bicycle,
1: bicycle.
0: <laughs> bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. Like you walk into a bicycle shop and it's like, okay, we have this downhill. Worst example. We have this downhill mountain bike with fucking three fork shocks and rear suspension. It's like, oh, nice. I guarantee you, I could find that online. Like, yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Amazon might fuck you on that one.
0: Right, but with insurance, it's like, okay, yeah, you can get insurance online, but you're not gonna get any kind of advisor. You're not gonna get like, and that's like where I. I think I capitalized the most is saying, okay. And the
1: personality part. Yeah, exactly. But that's the respect. So I understand where you come from there. And that totally makes sense. And sales. My uh, sort of the original overarching question I was trying to ask was, do you think that you could be comfortable in any industry with the challenge? Because I, th- it sounded like from the beginning that the challenge was what drove you being challenged every day. And it's the same thing that drives me. Mm-hmm. But Sometimes I think that if something is challenging in, say, bicycle sales, (laughs) in, say, window installation or something like that, that I would probably be happy to pursue it because it was challenging. So for you, do you feel like it's the sales of insurance that is driving you or do you feel like it's the challenge of what you are doing to, to get it done? Does that, make, does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Make so to be sure I'm hearing you correctly, it's like, okay, so if I'm selling something as minuscule as a bicycle versus insurance, like, am I in it for the challenge or am I in it for the actual product?
1: Are you in it for the act of sales? Like, are you in because you like, you like sales or are, or are you, are in, you it in it because it's challenging and could you also be in another industry, bricklaying, masonry, that seems challenging. Could you be in masonry because it's challenging? Uh, assuming that, like, pay is aside, insurance aside, could you do it with the same gusto because every day you're going to work, you know, you're being challenged? Like, it's. But it's bricklaying, or do you think it has something to do with uh, um, specifically what you're doing?
0: I would say, okay, so based on my job at Shamrock, right, ultimately. Of sales, I, and you didn't. I like have it. to sell food yeah. and I have to sell groceries.
1: And this is kind of the same thing because they did need it.
0: Right. They had to have it. They need it for their business. But. I would say insurance, now that I've learned more about it. Like, when I went into it, it was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be another.
1: Yeah, most people are the person who's like, oh, and selling insurance yeah, is be a nightmare. exactly. I, like, I don't want to do that.
0: And so that's initially my thought that was going into it when Cop. I was studying for my fucking licensing and stuff. But I think insurance is, like, I want people to be properly protected because I do not want people to get fucked over by finances because
1: now that you've known more about yeah, it, it's exactly. like, once
0: you know where you're like, and that's why I won't sell certain health policies like health benefits policies. If like I'm selling to someone with a business of three operators, I will never recommend going health benefits because it's going to be so fucking expensive. You're better off buying individual health insurance and then paying them higher salary.
1: Right. I right. just buy it for yourself, boys. Right. Tell them to buy it for me. Unless you're in a company to, with like...
0: probably 10 or more. I don't recommend buying health benefits That's a scam. And so that's, and and it took me a while. In fact, probably up until a few months ago to where I really feel like I'm helping people. If I can sell them this policy, like obviously I need to make my nut. Right. And so like, I I need that commission, but ultimately I do want to help you. And that's what I learned, like learned through insurance. It's like, especially like, at the company I'm at, and I can't reiterate enough how grateful I am at PFS. That's like, okay, go in there, do a risk analysis, figure out what they need. If they like don't need anything, then don't try and sell them anything. Yeah, don't don't yeah. offer them anything. And I haven't been in that, I've been in that position once where I've said, I don't feel comfortable selling you this health insurance policy. But on the other side with PNC, I'm like, listen, I don't think you're properly covered. I think, yeah, you have the cheapest deal right now, mm-hmm. But if something were to happen, and inevitably it will, that's why insurance exists. I think you need to be, you need to be properly covered. And so, to answer your question, so yeah, insurance I think is it, more I th-
1: challenging than food. But it would brick if Brick Lane was just as challenging as insurance.
0: It's right insurance it's, over Brick Lane. Insurance over Brick Lane. It's sure, more sure. it's more rewarding.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. It is right.
0: at the end of the day. I feel better about myself selling insurance than I do groceries. App, yeah. Or whatever the alternative is. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I understand that
0: 100%. Very long explanation and very long tangents. But ultimately, I would it, it, it is insurance at this point in time until, if ever, something comes into my life that is more important. Well,
1: the conversation has to be insurance, but how many people are out there like doing what isn't challenging or isn't fulfilling to them, right? I mean...
0: I don't... A lot of people. I mean, a lot of people are in sales for the challenge itself, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, Dylan Freilich likes detailing cars because it's fulfilling and challenging to him, right? So he does it. Um, I talked a little shit on Piper and Chris last time I was on, and, like, that's not fair to them because they do know what they're talking about. I said, in quote, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's not true. They do. Um
0: I don't think Pepper or Chris has challenged themselves. Enough. I don't think they're
1: challenged, but I think they both feel fulfilled. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Looking at. Yep. And then I think that other people in other industries are challenged. Um, I'm trying to think of some of our friends that are challenged off the hip. I, I think Jamie's challenged every day for working for my mom, working for the honey business, but mm-hmm. he's not fulfilled. He's willing to do it. Right. So it's kind of this fine line that you're walking through. For but I mean, everybody. I think.
0: I think I think he's getting to that point where he is becoming a little bit more fulfilled because he's getting to throw in some. I think so too. New stuff because like he's doing the whiskey honey. I mean, mean, he gets he gets a say in what they do, and he gets a say in you know he gets to do a lot of all the marketing now.
1: Do you know know how big that is, Jamie? Jamie, Best Bees won the award, but Jamie really won the award because it was Jamie's idea and Jamie's only one. Jamie, whiskey barrel aged honey. Yeah won a good food award. Good food is associated with the James Beard's Wars. Right? Like, in food, like, we should be sucking Jamie's dick. Like, like that I is, think, it's so, it's so big. It's right. so big in, I mean, we went out celebrate and we partied with him, but like, like, our friend group definitely doesn't realize the weight of that in its industry.
0: Jamie did that. Yeah. Like, himself.
1: Himself. On his own accord. And, uh, yeah, it to to the point you're making, Jamie is feeling more fulfilled by those things. It's challenging to work with his mother at any point in time, so it's always <laughs> going to be that way for him. But. Right.
0: And I wouldn't... I wouldn't say Jamie's, like, fantastic at the sales part of it as much as your mother is right now.
1: Sure. But I about.
0: think Jamie has the drive where he does want to feel fulfilled at work. And he did create a fucking great product.
1: Jamie doesn't cold call people, you know, not like my mom. My mom's good. Like kind of the person versus stuff. But Jamie crushes sales at like, he works all the farmers work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Actually, he's pretty good at sales too. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm misquoting him and saying that he's probably not filled by it because then again, the kid has worked there for fucking since we were 16. Like, we used to pour bunny in the basement at 16, 17, and we're 25. So, I mean, I lied there, I think. I was trying to think it well, wasn't fulfilled and challenged simultaneously, but...
0: Shout-out to Jamie. None of us thought that Jamie would be doing anything with honey right now. Like I, That was just like a job that he had. It was a side job. Right, but, but I commitment. think it, I, And I do think that it will turn into something, whether that's with B squared or whether it's with a different food company. But I think Jamie will continue to excel in that industry. I really hope my mom sells in
1: the business. I really hope so because I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know how to sell a business. I don't know how to buy a business, but Jamie's put in so much sweat equity. He has almost worth the goddamn down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And he might not be,
0: you I mean, mean, he might not
1: have everything that my mom's ever done. He might not be the beekeeper, you know, because my mom does the beekeeping. But, like, Jamie could hire that person.
0: Right. And he could also work with other beekeepers like your mother does.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but I think that he would local be fully honey is capable. Huge. Given the challenge, he would rise to it. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. He would I say, think hey, so, hey, too. I got you.
0: And I, I'll be honest, I when Jamie was doing that as like a side I think hustle 10
1: years, I think he's almost a 10 year. Yeah.
0: When it, when it was a side hustle for him, I was like, Jamie, what are you going to do? Sell honey for the rest of your life? Like all this stuff like you need to get your yeah, degree. Like, crack like you know all this stuff. Yeah. Just like totally bagging him. And it's like, you know, hats off to Jamie because he has helped grow the business. And his he's put like in 50 K a year. Almost, a lot like of fucking work for it. And honestly, it's just, it's impressive. I mean, I bagged him for, you know, he, whatever, still being in college. Is he still? He's, he's, on, he's on that, like, eight-year plan at Front Range University. Hey, yo, Shut up, Front Range in. University. <laughs> my but, dad was in college for seven years. <laughs> Lots of people go to school for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, school's obviously not the main priority there, which is fine. It doesn't matter. But I do think it'll help. Once he like once he gets his like I and that's not to say anything about his character or his work ethic, I think that people take even if it's an associate's degree more seriously.
1: But we touched on this in the past. It's like, yeah, I was listening to podcast and he's like, dude, what the fuck did you learn in school that you felt was applicable? College, yeah. Sometimes they get trained for it. They really do. Like architecture, you wouldn't be able to do without college or a very long internship. Okay? Right. But what, what is Jamie's goal? Not entirely sure. But if Jamie's goal, or Jamie wants to buy the honey business, he's been on the job for damn near ten years. Right, exactly. And What's that's the, like, wait, what is the difference? You right. know what I mean? Like, what is he? Need, what does he need a degree to prove to anybody? He knows how to sell honey. He knows where the honey comes from. He knows how to write invoices. He knows how to charge people for invoices. Right. He, like he, he understands the in and outs of the business. And it's a weird business to be in. For sure. Like, who would have thought, if you said it correctly, who would have thought that honey would make money? But the fact is that honey grows by 7% every year in sales.
0: Yeah. So, well, and the localized factor is just capitalizing on that. I mean, like, oh, absolutely. The, the, I mean, shopping local, one is just the right thing to do and like what everybody wants to do now, especially I, I would say even more so since the pandemic hit, like shop local, sure. everyone's been emphasizing it, but I mean, one, the fact that honey has so many health benefits, especially if it's localized with allergies and everything. Corona, like actually, that. yeah.
1: Honey's proven to cure Corona.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't. So it, it does. It, it, does. Do, it doesn't. Um, No, but I think Jamie needs to – I think Jamie does need to finish up his degree.
1: Just for doing it? Just for getting it done? I think for the
0: sake of showing accomplishment, yeah, he's been at B-Squared Apiaries. Shout out B-Squared Apiaries for, what, 10 years now?
1: I think it's uh, 10 years next year.
0: 10 years next year.
1: I don't know if they have an actual date, but they were talking about – I talked to Jamie last year about the whole big party. Mom's paying for the whole thing.
0: But I think if he, I think it'll more than anything, it'll prove to your mom more than anything, it'll prove to himself that he accomplished, however fucking long it takes, getting an associate's business degree.
1: Well, well, and, and worth working mom, two jobs. Your mom for puts
0: years. an emphasis on education, maybe not so much now as she used to, well, but I, I think, think it is important to her that you. And I think that's like why a lot of people go to college. I know that's why I went to college was to prove that you can fucking muster through a bunch of bullshit classes and all this stuff to get to something better or just to prove that you did it, just to prove that you have the work ethic. And I think Jamie has proven that he has the work ethic to run a company, but I do think that it would not hurt to prove to your mom that he can finish up an associate's degree.
1: Yeah. He doesn't have his associates yet?
0: I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he's still in class because he said he had homework tonight.
1: Yeah, but associates versus a bachelor's is.
0: Well, it's a, it's, I mean, yeah. Which one does he, does he
1: not have an associate's yet? No. Ouch.
0: Like, he's gotten his, I think, I'm think i pretty sure he's gotten, like, a few certificates from Front Range. <laughs> you've been like, here and a the, long and that's, time. Yeah, that's what we've <laughs> given him shit about. Like, we give him shit about every time. Like, you've gotten two certificates, and it's like, okay, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
1: like, you know. You're still taking classes, bro? Yeah. Here's a,
0: here's a certificate. <laughs> You've changed majors like three times. This is a fucking community college.
1: Nah, nah, good get, get on him, though. I hate to shit on him too hard.
0: No, I mean, like, because he has worked.
1: It, it's two jobs almost the entirety of the time.
0: And it's funny to joke about school. because he's our friend, but ultimately. Yeah, fuck you, Jamie. <laughs> I think it's. I do think it's important that he gets his degree at this point because he has been doing it for a while now in little spurts, but I think it's important. It's important to me that it's important to him. That he finishes up that like he sees it through to the end i want to see you succeed Yeah, like, i don't want to see him like not get that fucking degree right like i just i want him to it'd
1: be painful kind of like put in 10 years worth of work not not that long seven years worth of work and just be like what do you have to show for it like
0: like two certificates which is fine like again you don't need education you absolutely don't need it if i could do it over again i would have definitely Hit pause right after high school and not gone to college.
1: Just gone straight into sales, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Tried to do something different. Get
0: my fucking. Real estate or that's failing. Real estate or insurance license, but again, I put in a certain amount of effort, and at that point, like when I hit my two-year period, I was like, "Okay, I I have to see the payoff here." <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm halfway through. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, like I, I've already put everything I have into this. I need to see it through to the end. And that's what I want Jamie to do is I want him to see that it, it, it like maybe he'll fucking use it more than likely he won't. He probably won't ever need that associate's degree. But again, seeing th- things through to the end. Having that mentality, like, again, I just think especially in the business, in any business, actually. You need to see things through to the end. You need to keep pushing. You need to fucking get your degree if you've worked for it. You need to do all these things that are necessary to prove to everybody and, more importantly, yourself, that you can finish a fucking project, right? Sure. And but again, he's also th-
1: won one of the highest awards in food in the nation.
0: Right. But he's also been in school for seven years. Yeah, I guess they kind of go. Why not get your or degree? Or balance your, yeah. Why not put in the effort to get your degree? Okay. All you right. don't need it. You absolutely do not need it. But Just fucking kill. Why it. not finish it up? You started it. Finish it up.
1: Yeah. All right. I see you.
0: Speaking of finishing it up,
1: you got any uh, talking points today?
0: Oh, let's see what our finishing question might be. man, we're already at two hours and fifteen minutes. That might be longer than our last podcast. It's pretty close. Um, let's see here if I have any. Finishing questions for Chris. Oh, one of my segments I have on here is a drunk story segment. What's your best drunk story?
1: Oh man, this is the question I like to ask people. I actually I, I like to ask people because every person got that story, you know, like that uncle you have that tells the same fucking story every time you're at a family reunion. That's their or the story. uncle that
0: molests you. Either way, it's, it's,
1: usually it's the <laughs> same guy. <Yeah. laughs> Why not
0: get drunk right now, off some <laughs> brandy, and have a wrestling match? <laughs> exactly. Shout out Uncle Bob. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I don't have an uncle Bob, and he never molested me, so <laughs> anyway, what's your best <laughs> drunk story? two negatives make or what's your positive? most memorable drunk story? <laughs>
1: <laughs> ooh to think, gotta think um I've been wasted a lot, so it's kinda hard to think okay, about. okay, I'll it. go
0: first <laughs> yeah give me give me some you think idea. about it, so my favorite drunk story to tell <laughs> is when I was at. Fort Hayes State University in Kansas, where, you know, some of the best years of my life happened, also some of the worst, but simultaneously, that's neither here nor there. Um, we were all just blitzed one night, you know, because there's nothing else to do in Kansas besides get drunk.
1: stand on a table and watch the dog and, run away for a week.
0: And so we're coming back from some country stupid fucking dance club, and I am pissed drunk. And there's bicycle, like a lot of bicycle cops in Hayes. <laughs> so we're walking back and I, I think I'm finishing a to go drink that I had got illegally from the bar that I was at.
1: Did you buy him?
0: Uh, I think some guy, So I think what happened was this guy that I was hanging out with was so drunk. Like he was at the bar and I asked him to buy me a drink and he handed it to me right at the bar. And when I was leaving, I remember the, the bouncer was like, you can't bring that with you. And then I had the X's on my hand that, Indicated I was underage. And so he was, like, chasing after me for a little bit. And then I had gotten away. So still you're running drinking with the the drink. drink just to- yeah, still running with the drink. And then finish the drink. Toss it in the yard. And this, I I don't know if the bouncer had called the cops or the bar had called the cops. Or what the deal was. But anyways, this bicycle cop's cop bi- rolls some up bike on boy me. boys rolling up on you. This bicycle cop <laughs> rolls up on me. Turns on his stupid little, <laughs> like, front flasher lights. Boop, boop. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, okay, fuck this guy, and I just like book it down an alley. <laughs> and my best, like, my favorite memory is like I can hear him shifting gears <laughs> on his bike to try and catch up to me, and I take a fucking hard right because my buddy's house is right here, like right uh, parallel to my house, and so I try and cut through his yard, and I guess I forgot there was a fence there, and I just run into this fence and knock myself out like cold, like cold clock myself.
1: Like a wooden fence. You just Woke up at like.
0: Off. Six to the next morning, just laying there, and there was a like two broken uh fence pickets. The homeboy didn't find you, no, he rode right past me. At, like, from what I heard, anyway, I don't, I, I, I was knocked out, so I don't remember like what happened, but I had taken the sharp turn, <laughs> he just and rolls I guess, up and he's like,
1: never mind. <laughs> well, I, what
0: I, my theory is that I knocked myself out so cold that like I didn't move, and he just figured I got away, uh, and so he kept rolling because yeah, I didn't see you because the guys that were on my buddy's front porch saw the guy ride by in the alley, or back porch, sorry. They saw the bike cop ride by in the alley Hmm. and, like, keep going. And, like, he was hauling ass, so I imagine he just didn't, like, either didn't see me turn or figured I had cut through and was trying to go around or something, whatever it was. And I woke up at 6 in the morning just, like, knocked out, had a goose egg on my fucking forehead.
1: You probably hit the back of your head, too, yeah?
0: Um, My back of the head didn't have any, like, lumps on it. I imagine Maybe you I hit smashed it. for you just I, yeah. Sat I think, I just, like, first, cl- I, think yeah. I just yeah. I think I, you know, you're drunk and cold clocked yourself. Right, and so there was two broken pickets, and I wake up at six in the morning, and I had a midterm oh. <laughs> the next morning because it was right before spring break, and I remember sending my dad the picture of my face because my face was all fucking scraped up.
1: Why don't you send it to your father? What I is thought, Bruce? What I, is thought
0: Bruce? I thought it was funny, and I wanted my dad to be proud of me for once. Bruce, are you proud of me? He's like, <laughs> I hope you pass. No. <laughs> So I wake up at six thirty and I have a final at seven fifteen and so I run into my house. Yeah, exactly. I run into my house, get my shit together, and go take my final and everything like turned out okay, but like still the most memorable part about that story is just like hearing the cop just Stop <laughs> Has his like little fucking red and blue <laughs> flashlight on the front of his bike and I can hear him clicking his gears like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you can hear the Just fucking, hear him engaging, and it's yeah. kind of slow You can, hear, first the, you can hear the derailleur shifting gears. <laughs> and it's just like, I got away by dumb luck, by knocking myself out clean on a fence. But yeah, that was my favorite drunk story to tell. Oh, that's pretty
1: fucking awesome.
0: All right, now your turn.
1: Woo, I didn't think of one while you were <laughs> up there. You're I will engaged. tell you any drunk story
0: that you want to hear. Uh, I want to hear about the... I didn't want to hear about. I wanted to hear about the one about you driving to the airport or from the airport drunk and locking your arm in. The oh, so that the was in the
1: airport. All right. Uh, shout out. um Shout out a lot of people. Mom, don't listen.
0: Dylan Brown is one of the <coughs> no, stories no, no, I Dylan,
1: heard. Di- uh, no, no, Dylan was talking about when he was stung He used to smoke a lot of weed, and we got smoked weed. used to be reckless as fuck so he would drive me to the airport. Oh, that's right. And I'd be right. sober. And he'd be driving. And he'd be like, just blow through red light. Like on accident. <laughs> and then later he'd say they're on purpose. And I was like, dude, I don't think they were on accident. Like, It was sketchy. It really was. Like straight up, I'd be like, Dylan, 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 Dylan. And just,
0: boom. <laughs> red light, red light, red light. <laughs> like what? I was like, it's nothing. <laughs> Forget about it.
1: <laughs> There's no cop there. We're fine, I guess. Um, no, no, you're thinking of, this is even pretty, good, but I, but I was going to open up that food truck with my friend, uh, Craig and Tony and, uh, shout out Craig Povats and shout out Tony, uh, Noriega. He's got a Coke dealer's last name. <laughs> anyway, um. But in between that, I got invited to do these pop-up dinners with the guys who I later helped open their restaurants. It TJ Culp and Frank. And TJ and Frank are forces to be reckoned with, I will tell you what. <laughs> when drinking? When drinking in life, um, they're intense personalities, but TJ... I kind of make this criticism of people in Fort Collins because they don't understand what industry is. But I didn't understand what industry was until TJ just grabbed me and just <laughs> smacked me in the face and was like, hey, this is what being a cook is all about. And, like, it's a learned behavior, right? I'm not saying it's any one correct way to be a cook. But he's, like, on the upper echelon of things. So what he says goes as far as I'm concerned, right? And he's worked. He's staged at a bunch of places. He's worked at some
0: cool places. Right.
1: But he knows. I mean, like he'd maybe drink Fernet for the first time. And, you know, like, show me Coon Spoons. And it's, so he's just, he's a cool guy. Kind of a badass in our industry. Nobody knows who he is, but I hope they do one day. And, uh, so I was doing pop-ups with TJ and Frank. And TJ, thinks think, turns 30 or 31 this year. So I was younger, like, very impressionable. And I was like, Willing to do like whatever, right? So I'm like cooking with these guys, scared, like fucking shaking when you go to play shit. You know what I mean? And uh, and they drink all service, heavy. So we're drinking all service, and then we get done. And TJ was pretty generous in this regard. Where he'd be like, "Hey, you know, I only paid you 100 bucks or whatever for your shift, but hey, we're gonna go out, and we're gonna go party, and I, I got you covered." I forget we went that night. Uh I remember this girl Rachel Sletsky is her name. Shout out Rachel Sletsky. She's a dime piece. Check her out on Instagram. She wasn't for a while. Like she was hot, but like not as hot as she is. She got a bunch of work done. Like a bunch. Like noticeable to everybody. Right. Uh, you now <laughs> she's extra hot, which is cool. But like at the time it was like uh she was like serving that night and we were all cooking dinner. We're all drinking, and um, <laughs> uh, we go out to a bar. I don't even remember what bar we went to. We go to a bar. We got fucking hammer. TJ's buying Everybody, We were picking pickle, this got sale. And we're uh, drinking for Nat and we're eating. And we're, we got fucked up. It was before I was even 21. And uh, Rachel is trying to bang TJ's brains out. And TJ's having none of it. <laughs> none of it. And so TJ and Frank leave and they don't tell me, they tell me they're leaving. They're like, Hey, we're leaving. You good? I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm fine. And They leave. And Rachel's just like trying to chase down their Uber in the street. Oh my God. She's like yelling. I'm like, that wait you never mean. And they're like, Nope. <laughs> and zoom off to like Frank's house or like another bar to go drink some more. And she's like, what are you eating? I'm like, I'm walking to my car. <laughs> So I walk all the way back to my car to TJ's house, which wasn't that far. It was maybe like a mile, mile and a half. Uh, but I walk back, and then I, she's like, I can't. Be, he's not here, and I'm like, Yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna break. Her, I'm not gonna break her heart. She's trying to get laid. Like, I get that. Uh, but I'm like, I'm going home. So I hop in my car, uh, hop my Toyota, and I'm like, I like back up, and I'm like. Oh, like he, he it sometimes takes you a second or two to realize that you're too bucked up. I backed up and I was like, "I should park this." I'm not <laughs> gonna stay. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna stay in TJ's parking lot. Like that doesn't make sense. Like he's gonna judge me. I don't want TJ to judge me. Like I look up to this guy. I'm never gonna admit that to him then. But like I don't want him to see that, right? So I'm like, I'm gonna drive home. I'm gonna drive home. So um, TJ lives off Scottsdale Road. So I take. The next street west is a mile over. uh, I drive. (laughs) I literally drive out of the way to go home. And um, I'm, like, fucked up. It's, like, streets, like, narrowing, hard to stay in line, you know. So that's when I do the uh, classic mode. TJ had actually mentioned this one, which is why I, (laughs) I put it into play. Like, he's, like, you ever be so fucked up? You, like, throw your arm. In the you know against your window and lock it in there and hold on to your steering wheel so that your steering wheel can't move so you're driving straight and i like remembered him saying that (laughs) i was like i'll try that
0: and i was just like
1: and i've got bad vision and i'm fucked up so i'm like six inches away from my steering wheel you know like leaning over it like trying to keep everything in between the lines and uh i drive home and it's all it's like four or five miles probably like maybe less maybe three it feels like 100 we are that fucked up. And right. I passed the cop on and <clears throat> McDowell, I was like, uh, uh, uh. Um, but he didn't notice because I had my arm locked in. Shout out the arm lock <laughs> technique. Yo, if you need to drive drunk, which I don't condone. Use the arm lock technique. <laughs> yeah, don't hit <hate> anybody. Um <laughs> and got home and just like woke up the next morning. was just like I can't believe I did that. I, yeah, it was like one of those things like I should feel more guilty than I do, oh, yeah. but like I've been trying to block it out because it's like a lot of those things, not a lot of them, but there's a fair amount of things I've done. i just like, oh,
0: so cringy. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, how did you do that? I've definitely had that. Like, when I drove Jamie and Ramon home from the bars and I rolled up to the square and it was just like hanging out the window. Driving, oh, yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, get in the car. We're going home. And then we were dinged on ditching people on the yeah, way yeah, home. Yeah.
1: And I was in the car too. I was like, oh, this is not good. Yeah.
0: No, like, the worst thing to do. When you are already impaired driving. And I was just like, fuck it. If we're going to jail, we're going out with a (laughs) bang. Hey, we're doing it. We're doing it. Let's just do it. And you know what we're doing is
1: running this podcast.
0: All right. Well, that concludes the end of uh, our second podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Shout out Mitchers. Shout out Mitchers Bourbon.